Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 134 of Fidget Game Apocalypse. It's going to be a very spooky episode, and it's just me this time. I've sequestered myself at a drafty old cabin out in the woods. Uh, you can kind of hear the wind blowing through right now, through the open window, and uh, wait, what's... Oh my god, I'm not alone! Someone else is here! Who is it? Uh, Christopher and Tista. Oh, Jesus. What? Oh, you scared me. Sorry. I live Coming here in here with that, house. that sound and... <laughs> oh, God. Someone else is here. Who? Who? Who's here? Stay Rudden. Oh, Jesus. It's like a cat jumping I know. I'm me. sorry. I, I just wanted to jump off this bookshelf. I thought it'd be oh, fun. Oh, God, you guys. What, what are you doing here at this cabin in the woods? I thought I was all alone. And... <laughs> Oh my god, you guys, there's somebody else here. Who is it? Oh, hey guys, it's me, Tyler Wilde. Ah! 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 And scene. <laughs> my mom warned me about Tyler's. <laughs> they're all in the woods and trying to kill me. That was yeah. very Hitchdickian. Ah, thank <laughs> you. Us. Thank you. Uh, so it's it's our second spoopy episode of Halloween Times I month. I love Halloween. Yeah, October. It's yeah. our favorite holiday. And so it's just become, I think, there's like an unspoken agreement across the industry, the media industry, like in the last two years. It's like, if it's on October, it's got to be fucking spooky, man. Yeah. It's going to have ghosts and skeletons and plastic spiders that hang down on a string. Unless ah. you're a Resident Evil game, then that would be Easter. Mm-hmm. Easter is a time to it's release a Resident most, Evil game. Look, if January. you've seen one of those fucking Easter bunny guys walking around the mall, you know that Easter is the most Easter terrifying is time, time of for year. resurrection, yes. even if it's courtesy of the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> um, so, very, very spoopy spoopisode ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be talking, continuing our horror theme about top five Lovecraft-inspired games. Mm-hmm. Now, there are probably at least five Lovecraft video games that are directly licensed by Chaosium, who I think holds the Cthulhu license right now. Or Chaosium? Cool who, or however it's pronounced. Um, <laughs> My doctor prescribed yeah, Chaosium me Chaosium. Games. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're the ones who make the Call of Cthulhu Colonel RPG. with a candlestick and the Cthulhu. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh... So not, not some of these are are not directly Lovecraftian, but they're very clearly influenced by it. What is Lovecraftian? Lovecraftian? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uh, pertaining or inspired by the works of Howard Phillips Lovecraft, mm-hmm. a uh, a pulp author who was. I believe it's Hewlett Packard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, no. no. Um, his uh, his printers are as spooky as his stories. It's hit points. It's, it's Howard Phillips, or is his college chums called him Hofi? And I only ask that because I read a bit of H.P. Lovecraft. Never really loved anything, mm. and he keep you didn't his, love his craft. Did not. I did not. I thought it was a uh, kind of meandering and so like love crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My muse is ambiguity. Great. Other authors uh, write things. Some, I, I think his his work has a lot of varying quality to it. Some of the stories are really good and really stick with you. And then, like, I was reading a book of his short stories, and after, like, four or five of them, I realized, like, these all end exactly, exactly the same, same way. It's It's all just, like... Big reveal, like the face in the mirror was my own. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. the what? the painting was a photograph. 
I committed the murder, and I'm OJ. <laughs> the, one that, the one that stuck with me was uh, I had to look up the name: "The Dream Quest of Unknown." Yes, I read that one in junior high, and I loved it. Yeah, and it's a complete departure from his usual. One. Yeah, it's not like that where you look in the mirror and uh, you were the scary mm-hmm. thing all along. It's like guy like goes to sleep, descends down these steps, enters this dream world, goes to the moon that's inhabited by cats, yeah. and it's just like and it's it's his weird. adventure. It's books. it's not. Uh, yeah, uh, some antiquarian intellectual and his friends stumble across a horrible monster and disappear because they're devoured or driven insane. <laughs> uh, Lurker at the Threshold is a story like that, and I think that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd probably read that one again. I like The Terrible Old Man. I've never read it, but I think it's a great you title. You just read the title. <laughs> I think it's a great title. <laughs> the Terrible Old Man. Uh-huh. It's just about a man who goes and pushes a cat, and then that's it. Guys, this guy is... Terrible. <laughs> He's a dick. Happy Halloween. Uh, uh, the Rats in the Walls is another good one, and it's the inspiration for one of the, the games we'll be talking about today. No. Um, but let's begin with... Number five. The attorney's letter came as a deep shock to me. My Uncle Jeremy had died by his own hand. <laughs> I say. We've talked about this one before. I do declare. Is this game played on a Victrola? <laughs> uh, just about. This is a 1992, I think, game. Uh, popular on DOS in the 3DO. Wow. Ooh. 3DO. Made by Infogrims, now Atari. Infogrims. Who recently re-released it. On, on iOS. iOS. Ooh. Oh, that's what they all do, honey. It looks like I'm getting a bit of the vaporware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a vapor Yeah, here's another clue. Secret library door. The ancient upstairs clock. All those occult oh. books that my uncle could it's, not resist reading. I got it. It's the ancient upstairs clock. Fragile nerves. Fate Which? had pointed its finger. DeSoto had trapped its prey. So you might even say her uncle was... Uh, Alone in the Dark? Yes. yes! I think Tyler was thinking of Sammy Surfboard in the <laughs> clock upstairs. It's no, actually Horace Goes Skiing. This is 92. Horace Goes Skiing. Uh, upstairs clock could easily have been like a 90s adventure game. <laughs> <laughs> or a 90s indie band. Yeah. Upstairs clock. Fuck, that's my new indie band name. Uh, so, yeah, Alone in the Dark was like the precursor to Resident Evil. Again, we've yeah. talked about it before, so I, I apologize if this is all just a retread it's for really you. It's funny to go look at, fun to look at clips of it, because yeah. a lot of people who think that the Resident Evils aren't scary, yeah. uh, go look at Alone in the Dark. I, it is it is scary in that it's mm-hmm. the fixed camera angle. The way that guy runs is so fucking funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. With his, uh, his belly out front and his uh-huh. arms behind him. Wait, that's not how you do it? <laughs> not, this is not how you run, Dave. Sorry. I never, I never played the Alone in the Dark mm-hmm. games when they were coming out, but I was aware of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. I played one and three, and it was like kind of the thing that got me like, yeah, oh, my PC here. can play, can play awesome two, games. Two looked way too goofy for me. Yeah. Like, two, like... I think their their idea was like this is sort of an anthology thing, except we have the same character mm-hmm. always fighting a different sort of supernatural evil. Mm-hmm. And so you had the first one, which was very heavily Lovecraftian, and then the second one was like uh, voodoo pirates who act like they're alive, but they they've got blue skin, so they're zombies, I guess. Uh, yeah, and then the third pirates. was like an old ghost town that's haunted and <laughs> killed uh, some people working on a movie I, crew, Michael. I tried to bring this up before when we weren't talking about Alone in the Dark, mm-hmm. and I thought we were somehow, okay. but like one of my first events I went to 
at uh, Games Radar right, was yes. with you, and we played. I think we both for, played for the new Alone in the Dark, the, and it was terrible. <laughs> think, yeah. uh, the new ten-year-old Alone in the Dark. Maybe well, not terrible. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's had, had, a the new Alone in the had an amazing soundtrack. Like yeah. I can still listen to that shit. And I think nobody played the PS3 version, which is sad because it fixed a lot of the problems that made the 360 version so terrible. There were some cool elements to it. Like, wasn't that the one where like there were no on-screen HUD things, so he would like right. say how many bullets he had? And well, you, what like you that. did was like you you he he had like one of those uh, illegal salesman coats that you see on like Sesame <laughs> what Street. Are you what are you buying? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you look down and you you're like looking at yeah. all your pockets, and you can see like, oh, okay, I've got three bullets left, and That's I got this, and this. I've got, uh, it was neat. I've got eight lifesavers left. Mm-hmm. That has filled out Better, all its credit uh, hours at Immersive <laughs> University. <Yeah>. And <laughs> they made like two very small changes to the PS3 version. I think they got rid of flashlight batteries, which mm-hmm. were a huge hassle, which also freed up a slot in your inventory, mm-hmm. and so like you. You never felt as short on things, and uh, it was just a much better experience overall. They also yeah. just came out with a multiplayer one this year. It did? The really? Multi- yeah. It's weird. It's alone in the dark, yeah. but you're not alone. So, uh, <laughs> That's what? stupid. And it's actually uh, daylight. And, it's uh, Resident yeah. Evil, but it's not a house. Hey, over here, I'm starving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, we'll, we'll only make like but five games out of this. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to the story, but I think they may have like brought some of the you know, Lovecraftian elements back into it. Yeah, because they went full modern with yeah. the more recent ones. Yeah. But, I mean, that was... I, not that I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that motif, but, like, I remember seeing Alone in the Dark, like, why bother? Why did... The, the 2006 one, like, mm. why why did you bother to resurrect this franchise and re- retain nothing I that I think, when yeah. I think of Alone in the Dark? Hmm. I think I, I replayed the first parts, part of this game so many times that, like, this is the most iconic sound to me. Trot. Just this music here. And of course the creeping floorboards as you're exploring the attic. Your hideous uh, polygon avatar. That, that's the thing that like the monsters in this have aged so badly. Mm-hmm. Like it is impossible to be scared of this jump this hopping jumble of like circles and triangles <laughs> that sounds like this. Jumping through a window, of course. Bouncing toward you. It sounds like it's burping when it roars. Alone in the dizzle, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got like hopping wolf things and zombies. And I remember like one of the fun things about this game was that when you died, you got to watch a zombie drag your body down into the basement and... Like, bury it in some weird uh, pool filled with carvings left by the great old ones Every or something. Time? I think so, yeah. Jeez. I, I wonder if there's... I mean, a, you could skip it, but... I wonder if there's a direct connection to the first Resident Evil and the Alone in the Dark series. I don't... I mean, they're very similar they're very games. Similar. They both take place in a single mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both used fixed camera angles to mm-hmm. kind of make you paranoid and, and heighten tension. RE gets gets most of the credit for survival horror, but like mm-hmm. th- it's really goofy and it's it's definitely like whatever all that shit was that became before Mickey Mouse that we don't talk about, like mm-hmm. Resident Evil was the Steamboat Willie. Uh, Alone <laughs> in the Dark is somewhere before that. No, Alone in the, the Dark Bosco is like the, the, the yeah, the Bosco the Clown Fleischer yes. animation. So secretly racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, I mean, probably. It's, it's related to Lovecraft, so yeah. Yeah. 
And that, that's the other thing. Lovecraft had a bit of a racist streak because he was, was a, a white a man joke. in the 20s. Yeah. I was going to make a dark joke, but uh, no, not going to say yeah, it's always Which you would know in the 20s as an American. Yes, and the captain had a, a meeting with a strange Negro in uh, parts unknown and came away with a carved fetish statue that emanated a strange vibration. I just remember seeing a lot of the original Alone in the Dark in, like, Game Players Magazine and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Loved Resident Evil and wanted to play so many more games like that. And, like, Silent Hill was great. And I was like, oh, I really want to play this Alone uh, in the Dark game, but it was only you ever can't, on PC. buddy. Was it on the Saturn? Uh, I think uh, it did get a port. I don't Yeah. It, it took was... forever to get to PlayStation. By the time that yeah. it had come out, I was like, you know what? I've already got Resident Evil 2. I think there was, like, Alone in the Dark collection for PlayStation. I know mm-hmm. I had that on Mac. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually had all three games and never played the second, the second one. one. Still... I forget why there's like it, it, it's it's probably up there with a weird deviation that I'm forgetting about because I by the time I like it's weird back in those PC days I my friend I met my friend Sam who's a lifelong friend and he's like here's Alone in the Dark it plays in your PC and like wow you can still play games on PC and it had been around long enough that I could just shove it in whatever my parents had and it played. Like, I didn't have to do anything. Like, mm-hmm. uh, no, you're thinking of Alone in the Fart. No, I'm not thinking of Alone in the Fart. I'm not <laughs> thinking of that. I'm no, thinking... Fark in 1999. You would have navigated there for some news. Drew Curtis's <laughs> Fark. Uh, the one with the floor. Which is head. still going strong. Diana reads it on is a it? daily basis. Is yes. Wow. Diana is old school, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fark is pretty old school. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, Alone in the Dark, kind of a fantastic precursor, but... Uh, they, again, it got released to iOS. Some people say it's a bad port. I think it's probably more likely that <laughs> it's, it's just... <laughs> it's not a bad game. It's just aged very badly. Yeah, no, it doesn't have all the, re- oh. uh, the re-releases mm-hmm. that uh, Resident Evil got. The, the, yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow, the story so that Alone in the Fart starring Chris <laughs> Antista is creating in my head. Just oh, sitting please. in your room. <laughs> I bet someone photoshops that. Well, when <laughs> people used to photoshop <laughs> yeah. it. Remember back when we could say, like, oh, God, someone's going to photoshop that? And, and they, they always did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I see. There's Back a, there's before our decline into obscurity, Look at that. there's an Alone in the Dark iOS game that is just like a Limbo clone. Oh wow. Um, oh wow. Weird. Nice. Yeah. Be- before we move on, like I've, I've got some great sound clips from this. Uh, more acting. They are coming. I have freed hellish forces, and now the price must be paid. That's. A- I had a stroke. <laughs> That's a letter that you find. <laughs> It's read to you in the author's voice, which is a very old film convention. (laughs) Uh, 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 Alone in the Dark on iOS is not to be confused with Not Alone Alone in the Dark. dark. (laughs) Oh my god, the iOS is such a fucking, like, Atari-ass... That this is a game like crash waiting parodies. to yep. nowadays. I'm surprised. Well, this actually, ain't the Brady's porn parody. Depending on who you talk to, it is, it has been through a crash because, like, I, it used to be like a, a guaranteed gold mine. Like, you yeah. put a game on iOS, you'll be make a million dollars, and now I hear all kinds of stories. It's like, yeah, it's really hard to get noticed, yeah, and so you can spend a million dollars on a game, and it just like you get fifty thousand dollars in sales. Yeah. I don't like it. Don't no. like it. Well, but. yeah, people are upset because Steam is kind of mm-hmm. with so many more games on Steam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can still succeed, maybe. <sighs> but here's the best quote from the entire game. I do not hide out of fear. <laughs> My power is immense. I have sailed the seven seas. My ship, the, the Astarte, spread terror through all the continents. The Corsairs judged me like the Welsh judges of 1620, but they could not destroy me, and neither could the pirates. <laughs> now, 
I am immobilized. Damned Yankees! <laughs> I'll see you tonight on Broadway! <laughs> this is this is your, like, overdramatic Acting. history teacher in, like, sixth grade. Like, hey, uh, Mr. Johnson, are you okay? To sleep! <laughs> to perhaps to dream! The realm of... <laughs> this, uh, what did he... Well, it is no... Was I was rejected for every role I ever tried out for! What was that a horrific sim- simile he threw out there? I was judged like the judges of the 1600s! Yeah, I, thi- a- I think maybe he, his character is old enough that he was <laughs> judged by the Puritans. But he also he scaled the seven seas. He said nah, you don't scale. He scales. Yeah. No. I thought he said sales. Don't play it again. Just let me let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he say scale? I don't know, but he did. He, I scaled the seven seas. Maybe he like scaled every fish in the seven seas. <laughs> Maybe he was on acid and it's sort of like you see the scream that walks on the wall. Yeah. Uh. Let me transport you back in town <laughs> to the Renaissance. <laughs> Welcome to our humble fair, strange traveler. You are there. <laughs> Let me show you a game we used to play. It's called Number Four. Starbucks. I have nothing but music for this game because there's really nothing else. Doesn't sound very horrific. Or Lovecraftian. Oh, I think I know this one. Oh, it's very Lovecraftian. Oh. Is this uh, Cthulhu Saves Apparently, the like, World? Yes. Yeah. What? Oh, okay. It's a uh, like a retro-themed RPG yeah, that was on Xbox Live indie games. Uh-huh. And it's it's basically just... it's it, The beginning of the game, it strips Cthulhu of all of his powers, and he can only get them back by becoming a hero and saving the world. So he, he goes out on an epic quest... And just has, like, all these ridiculous JRPG conventions foisted on him. Like, there's uh, a cute girl named Umi who's a healer and immediately just, like, latches on him. It's like, oh, I can tell you're very heroic. It's like, yes, human, I will eat you first. (laughs) And he's he uh, breaks the fourth wall a lot because, you know, he's a fourth dimensional being, presumably. But uh, he, like, the narrator's talking about, like, you, you can hold down this button to dash. It's like, ha ha, I will finish the game in half the time and tr- <laughs> trade it in before, the, or sell it back to the game store before the trade-in value goes down. And uh, By the way, if you were buying all the games in this list right now, you are up to uh, $3 on iOS. Yes, uh, roughly that. $3, I am not joking. 99 cents for Alone of the Dark and one ninety nine. Uh, wow. But this one it might, you might actually have fun with. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> I mean, Cthulhu Saves the World, it, by all rights, it should be just a throwaway joke. Uh, disguises a game, but in fact, it's actually pretty well thought out and fun. It was one of the sort of earlier like, Xbox decent Live. JRPG parody games. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I mean, there are a ton of games made with like RPG Maker that have similar jokes, but this one actually mm-hmm. is recognized as pretty good. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, funny. It, it delivers pretty good jokes. Like, I, I played it for a while and found it surprisingly addictive. Like, I expected to play it for five minutes and put it down again. I forgot the name of the developers, but they ended up moved. Like, they did such a good job with this. And Tinker like, House. what Tinker House Tinker games? House? I mean, hmm. the one on iOS is. is um, but they ended up. Uh, Zephod. Ze- yeah, Ze- yeah, Zephoid. that's it. Zephoid. Uh, they ended up doing the third and fourth chapters of the Penny Arcade series. Oh. And, like, it completely changed the series. The first two that were, like... That explains the retro style. Yeah, I forget who made the first two chapters of Tell... Of, no, it wasn't Tell uh, But the Penny Arcade game. It games. was Hothead. Hothead. And I remember because I always wanted to call them Hotheed. <laughs> 
and like you know those two were like modern looking, and then they just completely changed course for the next two because it was obviously the hothead was not going to finish the series. And yeah, Zephoid like made them retro styled, which kind of actually works better with the Penny Arcade like style. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was also kind of like like retro uh, RPG elements, retro gameplay, and way easier to make that I would presume than a mm-hmm. 3D RPG. Yeah, I only played up to the point. I think there's like a town that's been taken over by zombies and they're going around eating people and Cthulhu's like this these aren't the zombies I know the zombies I know are fun loving and like to drink a lot and so like you go and, and it turns out that there's something mind controlling them so you kill it and then all the zombies are back to normal and they're happy and drinking and like Wait, yay really a town how, full of zombies is that really how zombies work in uh, Lovecraft? no be uh, okay. I mean it really depends like I, I don't really zombies are necessarily I haven't read enough Lovecraft to know if zombies are a thing I've I've uh. Heard references to shambling corpses, but yeah, uh, like, like one or two members of the undead from the stories I remember, but no, mm-hmm. no waves of uh, walking. Uh, well, yeah. no, he didn't invent Romero zombies before yeah. that. Well, there's a bit. He, he also time. had ghouls, which are suppo- like they used to be human, but then they I become need, like dog-like I creatures. To look that up. What is a fucking ghoul? Uh, well, uh, it's they, it's they a monster that eats goblins. corpses right. and. Uh, like, they, they raid graveyards at night, and they dig up bodies and eat them. They're spoopy. And in Lovecraft, yeah, they're very spoopy. Uh, they're they're the subject of the story Pickman's Model, which is also pretty good. But which it's another one of those, right, <laughs> surprise <laughs> review at the end! It is what Pickman is based on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pickman. Pickman's Novel. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody needs to make that. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah... I, I don't have much else to say about this game other than that, yeah, it's really good as JRPG parodies go. The Cthulhu joke doesn't wear thin, and I, I think it wears its Lovecraft influences pretty clearly on its sleeve. The The last boss is like Azathoth. Mm-hmm. Um, so There's a real diamond in the rough on uh, Xbox Live indie games. It really was. Like one of the first really good ones. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, you can watch a couple of streams that we did of... Uh, Really half-assed dating sims mm. and uh, burping and farting. Sims? Burp, uh, try not to barf. <laughs> no, try not to fart. Try not to fart. And then there's beer and barf, where you drink so much you have to keep yourself from barfing. Yeah, I the, forgot about that phase of like. Yeah, it's it's really yeah, the odd. fart button apps are the biggest thing on the app store. Yeah. It's like you wonder why the like, I love looking at those Xbox indies and just like a lot of Xbox Live releases in general. Mm-hmm. They all failed because that shit was like. Like nine months before iOS, mm. nine months before iOS. So like uh, you have all these weird games made in like what a week by two yeah. people, and then you have uh, uh, what do you call it? like yeah we want to sell you Millipede for seven ninety nine, mm. and then like all that shit got wiped away, and Xbox Live had to like change what it was yeah because uh, totally. of the iPhone. But this is like again that was ahead of the curve. It's like let me yeah. make a, yeah. a full length RPG. Sell it for probably two or five dollars. Yeah, yeah, you can't be over five bucks. Yeah, five bucks is the limit on the games, if I remember correctly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> also, or, or uh, on uh, Xbox Live indie if, games, if you're on not PC. in general. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, if you haven't played Barkley, shut up and jam Gaiden. Another, I've not. Another did, they, did they ever make the sequel? They're still working on that. I the interviewed trailers are amazing. It's I been so many years. Packs. I interviewed them at PAX, so they're still. Uh, working on it. The sequel is like, it's pretty exciting. They're going more like an action RPG <laughs> parody sort of thing where you have like, you have guns, but the guns are alive and you like breed them together to make oh, different whoa. guns. It sounds 
it sounds kind of uh, kind of great from what I've seen. And uh, sorry to digress here, but one of the cool things that they're doing is like they kind of like the idea of parodying <laughs> RPGs where NPCs just kind of stand around waiting to deliver quests. So they're doing a system where like NPCs actually don't care about your existence, and if yeah. you like, if you show up at the wrong time, like they've moved on, and like so, oh, your wow. experience playing the game is kind of like. You can do what you want when you want to, but like, don't expect. Or this is what I took away from hmm. from talking to them is, just don't expect NBCs to wait around for you. Like, you're not that important in the world. Aren't those the lyrics of the safety dance? Yeah, you can do what you want when you want to. <laughs> leave your friends behind. Yeah. The NPCs you leave you behind. Anyway, it sounds like like Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden was very much like JRPG parody basketball. Oh yes. Thing, but this sounds more like. A slightly more intelligent parody where it's where they're putting a lot more work into making it a fun game. Mm. Um, not that Shut Up and Jam wasn't fun. Mm. I never beat it, but I liked it. Cool. Anyway, well, let's move on to a, a less fun game. Number three, <laughs> but a scarier one. Seven candidates were chosen to enter Glukasberg's training facility. These seven, selected from scientists, athletes, and civilians would take Glukasberg's technology to the stars. Glukasberg called them his Magrunners. Oh, I've played this one. Yeah? Magrunner Dark Pulse. Yes. Oh. What the fuck? It's, it's like, it? uh, it's an Xbox Live Arcade game. It's, uh-huh. uh, like, also Lovecraft. Also on PC, PS3. Yeah, it's like Lovecraft meets Portal. Oh, very much Dur- so. During yeah. that narration, I was, like, uh, imagining the scene in Men in Black where Will Smith, like, drags the chair across the... Y'all want to get down on this? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know, like... This game, I feel like, started out really well, where, where it's mm-hmm. kind of just basic. It's like Portal, but a game show. And then the Lovecraft stuff starts to bleed in, and yeah. the levels get way more complex, and well, they're not like in as the... rigid, and then it's like this game. Mm-hmm. Is... the name again? Mag, Mag Runner Dark Dol- Pulse. Yeah. Mag Runner Dark Pulse. Yeah. Too many words. Which sounds like a shitty futuristic sport and not a yeah. Lovecraft it kind of does game. well the, the whole thing is that you're you're recruited to be an astronaut at this and taken to this training facility that uses all this crazy uh, magnetic technology so like the portal gun you know how that works I don't have to explain it right. um, it's very similar except that you are charging objects yeah. with a negative or positive magnetic field and yeah. then they they will move together or move apart and you use that to solve puzzles oh, and get through the world cool. so it follows a similar arc to portal if you'll remember like it's this gleaming test facility for the first uh you know hour or so and then things start to devolve and like paths open up and and you see that like oh this is all false and uh now it's trying to kill me it's a very similar hmm. progression in that like all right now there's uh i i the the Test facility is ruined, and I'm slipping through this crack. And uh, what is this weird waterway? Why are there monsters here? Why am I in space? Why is there a fish man after me? <laughs> Lovecraft. Yeah, exactly. Why does because this guy Lovecraft. Keep saying weird, racist remarks. <laughs> so you play as uh, the guy mentioned in this bit. This young man is Dax Seaward. Dax's father, like me, was an expert in genetics and cybernetics. One of the few who had no compunctions about working with a mutant. What is his name? Dax Seaward? Dax, yeah, Dax Seaward. Dax Dax, Dax Cunt. No, (laughs) Dax Seaward. Ward. Anyone? Anyone? Mm. Charles Dexter Ward? 
That was a mysterious case of Charles Dexter Ward as a Lovecraft story. So Dax C. Ward. I love, I love stumbling really upon fan bases I never knew existed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lovecraft has a, a lot of geos. I had Matt Keystone for pages. this. I know he's a huge Lovecraft oh, fan. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. No. Missed opportunity. I mean, to get the guy on oh, wow. for almost a year. Man. Next time I'll think about it. But yeah, Maybe so. Keyst Infection. <laughs> I, I offered him a show with that title. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an early indication that things are, are a bit hinky. Uh, but as as you progress through the game, you start to find weird shit like this. Seven souls who sealed the gate. Seven now in limbo wait. Seven summoned to meet their fate and open the way when the hour grows. So you may remember from the intro. Seven candidates were chosen. Ah. And this is not a coincidence. Uh, turns out that somebody, I'm not going to say who, at the Grukesber Corporation. Will Smith. Is uh, hijacking things to try and uh, undo a seal that like seven sorcerers placed on Cthulhu like thousands of years ago. And... Uh, through the process of the game, uh, you are the only one left. I was wondering when you would arrive. I'm the last soul needed for your ritual. Didn't want to miss the end of the world. Yeah, let's let's have great Cthulhu stuff in here. As you're progressing through some of the space stages, there's like thunder and, and lightning in the background, and you'll just kind of see very, the very silhouette. Tiny. The gigantic screen-feeling silhouette of Cthulhu, like it looming in the distance, and uh... yeah, I mean, it was it was a bit weird of a place for the story to go because I had no mm-hmm. idea when I started it it was going to go in this direction, but ju- it just didn't work well with how the gameplay was. Like the, the gameplay is about do you, like doing magnetic puzzles in these rooms that yeah. are very much like portals, so you know what to expect, and then just like you're in space and. Space. Yeah, it's just not as fun. And I mean, you're still using the same magnetic stuff. It's just the environment's a little more open. Yeah, I don't know. I and there's just, a I... more more of a sense of danger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's also monsters. You get chased around by Shoggoths. You have to figure out ways to launch explosive boxes at them. God damn, Shoggoths. Yeah, Shoggoths. <laughs> like, I don't know if they're Shoggoths. They're these weird things that are like covered in mouths and eyes, and like the top half is all tentacles, and the bottom half is like these weird elephant-like legs. Um, I'm sure Lovecraft would love his work being reduced to use the explosive box to kill the monster. <laughs> also, use your your uh, electro-magnetic uh, dog that you made uh, to solve puzzles, who's adorable. He's like a little Ibo that you can just project onto surfaces. This story was about the decline of the working class, and you turned him into a robot companion. Oh, like companion. Lovecraft ever gave a shit about the working class. Come on. No, he liked to write about Professor Spooky stuff. Yeah, he only cared about the working class insofar as they could build gambrel roofs for his academics to inhabit. I was a slumber in the four-story library in my gigantic (laughs) man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) See, when it comes to Portal... It's all about Rhode Island aristocracy. (laughs) When it comes to Portal clones, I guess I'm just more of a quantum conundrum guy. God damn it. That's a a real... That's not a joke. It is. It's not a joke. That's a better one. I played it. I played it. 
They, they just aren't portal clones anymore, which makes me sad. Yeah, I've actually been trying to pull together a list of five portal clones Lego for portal. purposes. Yeah, that was like <laughs> uh, it is now, that made yeah. me miss Portal so much oh, by barely it, being a portal game. It, the, just barely. There's no experimentation with the portals. There's like two yeah, places you can fire them per level, and that's yeah. it. It's not the same. Sometimes you have options where you can shoot them, though. There's this game, I can't remember what it's <laughs> called, time. where you have a gun that, like... I well, can't wait for gun. the Telltale Portal game. Yeah. You have a gun where you can, like, uh, like uh, redesign, like, code in a glitchy sort of system. I can't remember what You're it's You're talking about uh, Axiom Verge? No, Glitch Space is what it's called. Oh, never heard of it. Uh, yeah, it's like an early access game, I think. Uh and there's also the Portal clone that came before Portal, which was Prey, and that's more of a shooter. But it has portals. <clears throat> it has, it, dude, it has cool portals. Although yeah. Soul, Soul Axiom game. is mm-hmm. also not a bad Portal clone. Soul Axiom. Mm-hmm. Although oh, I, I, was I previewed Axiom that. Verge. Yeah, I previewed that for IGN Soul Axiom, and like it, I looked at it the day or so after, and like all the comments were just like, "I clicked on this because I thought it was Axiom Verge." Fuck you, IGN. Yeah, like I, we had decept- deceived them. You're the them. worst, making us read. Clicking yeah. on this article made me so mad that I decided to spend more time in it writing a comment. Yeah. Stop Fuck talking you. about early access garbage because I think that's an excuse to sell unfinished games. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's your fault. It was named that, and it's a similar name, Michael. And I know have done that. it is my fault entirely. I don't know why I'm you a bastard. Did that. It's kind of weird that you did. Uh, I know, right? Uh, anyway, let's move along to number two. Driver, how far did you stop? Almost there. I'll drop you at the town square eventually. Why lock the gates? Capes out wanderers looking for work. We don't want those folks like that interfering with our affairs. Is the bus from Arkham always this empty? Aye, and we prefer it that way. Not many come to Innsmouth. Not many come to Innsmouth. Who is that guy? Why does he talk like he has glass in his mouth? He's got fifth DNA because he's a deep one. Oh, a deep one, huh? He lived in Innsmouth. And he's terrifying. What's a deep one? So deep ones are... uh, It's a really good kind of pizza. They're they're among the monsters who chase you around in Magrunner. Mm -hmm. They are fishmen, basically. They look like a creature from the Black Lagoon or something. And their thing is that they hang around near Innsmouth in... uh, Is Innsmouth in Rhode Island? I think it is. Sounds like it. Um, No idea. And uh, they come to shore and they mate with humans. And the secret of Innsmouth is that it's actually a community of half-human, half-deep-one creatures that uh, are not very kind to outsiders. So this... Innsmouth, Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Thank you, thank you. Massachusetts. All that shit is in New England. They're, They're... they're pre-internet redditors who yes. who post uh, their ones. own their own made up deep pithy, web ones pithy inspirational quotes and put them over uh, pictures pictures of Will Ferrell <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and occasionally emerge from the sea and disrupt everyone else's mm. good time. Yep. And they they also worship uh, Father Dagon, a huge version of themselves that attacks you at the end of what game? Magrunner. No, this one that um, I'm talking about. Anyone, Rand, any guesses? Rand, Rand Paul's Big Adventure. Oh, this, Revenge. This, this is the game everybody brings up every time Lovecraft games come up. Uh, uh, Lovecraft the game. I must die? No. Uh, That's a Harlan Ellison game. <laughs> Literally a Harlan Ellison game. Uh, Cthulhu! Exclamation point. Like yes. Jed. The, Cthulhu is in the title. Call of Call Cthulhu. Of Call of Cthulhu what? Uh, Black uh, Ops 3. Dark. <laughs> Call of 
Ark of the Covenant. Dark corners Dark of cornfield. the earth. Yeah, that Dark one. corners of the earth. Yes. Yes. Uh, Good Dave. It. Dave wins. Damn yeah. it. Damn it, Dave. Dave, you get all my money. Yay. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> Dave, can I have some of Michael's money? No. no. Um, I do have some Cthulhu dollars for you. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Cluhu. Uh, what? Cluhu. Uh, anyway, um... Clue, so call of, call of Clue, <laughs> Dark Corners of the Earth, uh, is a game that casts you as an investigator who, at the beginning of the game, you go into a weird house and like find its basement and are abducted by a race of aliens, I think, who are called the Mego. And they're they're like elder ones, and they they the new Nintendo system. I'm calling it right now. You you are uh, <laughs> yeah yeah the Mego. You you are hospitalized and then uh, released and resume your your job as a private investigator and you're hired to go to uh, Innsmouth for some reason it doesn't really matter because almost immediately you're confronted with just fucking insane shit. The rug is caked in dried up blood and guts. So yeah, you 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 arrive in Innsmouth and you start getting weird psychic flashes about the townspeople. Something isn't right. Uh, you meet a little girl uh, who lets you inside of her house. Uh, you're, you think you're mi- looking for some missing person. So she lets you in, and you wander around the house and find your way to the attic. And uh, there's some horrible thing that she says is her mother behind a door in the attic. And it breaks out and uh, rips the little girl to pieces. And the blame gets pinned on the father. And uh, you go back to your hotel... Completely blameless, apparently. And uh, the most iconic scene in the entire game happens. It's locked. Probably bolted on the other side. He's awake in there. I can hear him moving about. Break the door down, you damn fool. I see him head Check the door. So the climax of uh, Call of Cthulhu: mm. Dark Corners of the Earth That's the one. happens pretty early on, mm. and after that, it's kind of all downhill. Like this is an okay game, but it's nowhere near the height of terror that you get with no guns, mm-hmm. being surprised in your hotel room, and you have to run from pursuers while uh, closing and bolting doors behind you as fast as possible. And then uh, sneaking through town while these dudes with axes and knives are out looking for you. And uh, it's it's a fantastic sequence um, in a pretty okay game. How old is it? Uh, this was on original Xbox. OG so, Xbox. So yeah. Impossible early 2000s. Emulate, uh, I think 2003. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely unless it worth one, playing. Unless it's one of those games you can play on Xbox 360, which I'm going to just guess it's not. Because mm, nobody talked about it after the original Xbox. I mean, this is this is kind of a beloved game with a, a cult following. Uh, but uh, it's also got great moments like this. You're still looking pallid, sir. You're needing to have yourself some rest, sleep well, and keep down the racket. Us Innsmouth are quiet folk. <laughs> Psychic flash yeah. of him attacking you in first person with a meat cleaver, I think, and uh, yeah, you're you're actually seeing what he did to someone else, 
The going. walls in these, this apartment is thin, so make sure you're a quiet fuck. <laughs> Innsmouth, they're quiet fucks. All right, everybody's looking at their phones. No, not, so, uh, I'm doing research. I am. Mm-hmm. All right, you got something to say about it, Tyler? No. Oh, you're looking at your phone. No, Chris I'm, a, I'm actually looking at my phone. Oh, right. uh, Some yeah. people like hard rock, but I like quiet folk. Music. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's how people talk there. And where is it? Uh, <laughs> Innsmouth. Yeah, in, in yeah. Smith, uh, one, one of those games that kind of it, it gets less fun once you actually have guns, and and when you don't, right. it's terrifying. But then when once you can fight back, like I would, I don't know that I'd put it in the same category quite as. Uh, Clive Barker's Undying? Mm. I would. What? Uh, you've that? never played that either. No, I I've watched it. It's a Clive it's Barker. It's like the 6th Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, Clive Barker's Undying. I think I did a, a story for Games Radar now that I think about it years ago that it was like, this is the exact moment at which horror games stop being funny or, or stop being scary because there's always that moment, mm-hmm. like in any horror game, where like I've seen everything this game has to throw at me. Now I'm just trying to finish it. Uh, now it's just a game, and uh, for for Call of Cthulhu, I, I think that kind of starts when you get guns. Uh, for uh, Clive Barker's Undying, you uh-huh. get a, a a weapon pretty early on. Like you you walk into a closet, and it's a portal to another dimension, and you get this thing called the Tibetan War Cannon, which is like a canister with a, an animated dragon head on the end, and it shoots ice that immediately freezes all monsters solid. It's like, I can't be afraid of monsters if I can freeze them with a magic yeah. cannon. I mean, as soon as you get a game solution to the problem, uh-huh. yeah. it becomes a, a matter of like, are you good at shooting games? Mm. Then it's not really scary. Mm. It's when you don't know the solution, and you know, someone's knocking down your door to kill you. Mm-hmm. That's that's actually scary. Well, this franchise went way more in the shooter direction when it became uh, Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But Dave, that that is man. that that whole sameness issue, that's actually one of the reasons I liked um what was the game called? Uh came out on PS4 and Xbox 1 recently by Shinji Mikami. Oh, evil, evil within. Oh, evil evil within. within. Yes, thank you. Cycle break. That it uh, it Which changes up the the scares. Like every couple levels. Like mm-hmm. there's one level you fight those weird guys who have like safes for heads that just like form out of safes What's and the come after you. I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, and then they a, crush your head with a hammer. <laughs> it's a metaphor for the big banks, and we don't need to bail oh, them out. We need oh, to kill man. them. I love that show, The Big Banks Theory. <laughs> Um, no, I don't love that show. Uh, there's another level where you're being chased through a mansion by a guy who kills you if he sees you. Bazinga! Um, yeah. <laughs> it's that guy, actually, yes. Shelton. But I Those think that's, that's our sign to move on to... Our, <laughs> our elder sign to move on to. Anyway, this is... I am Dr. Edward Roivas. I am a clinical psychologist. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the Roivas family. It is the story of humanity. It's the story of huge manatees. Humanity never changes. (laughs) What did you say, Dave? No, it's in every other family but my family. Yes. Not my family at all, although it's also the story of But my family family is part of humanity, so I guess in a way it is about my family. Mm. Let me correct this statement. This is a confusing intro. Anyway, we start with my great-grandfather. Let's give someone an achievement just for listening. Anybody know what this is? No idea. No. 
This is Eternal Darkness Sanity's oh, Eternal, Requiem. Eternal Darkness in the Spotless Mind. The last really good game that Silicon Knights did. Yeah, uh, I, I had it. I never finished it just because I thought everything was kind of boring. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, because it was an interesting way to try and scare you, hmm. and it was kind of like the blue screen of death is scary, That's, especially that on the GameCube. One of many ways it tried to scare you. Yeah. My personal favorite may be uh, like the third. Like the, the whole point of this game is it's almost a little Assassin's Creed y. Yeah. And that. To the, relive bloodlines. The, the conceit of the game is that you uh, have discovered a tome. Like, uh, you as Alexa Roivas go to your grandfather's mansion after his horribly mutilated body is discovered. You better find out who did this. I'm not leaving Rhode Island until you do. There must be some clue in this old mansion revealing what happened. I want answers. There must be some clue in this old mansion, like a book that has the stories of various characters throughout history who were fighting the darkness, uh, aided by... The, the, the darkness is helped along by this lich named Pius Augustus, who's mm-hmm. like... You, you, he's the first person you play as, and he encounters this ancient evil and is transformed by it and proceeds to fuck up the next 2,000 years of human history. <laughs> But people have been bugging us to stream this, and I, I, I have no idea to how to revisit it. I mean, outside of like that weird dolphin emulator, I can't get working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of dying to revisit this too. Yeah, it is. I remember it as being fantastic. Like, this is an M-rated game. It's published by Nintendo. It was. If you listen, if you uh, look at reports about Silicon Knights' past, like apparently Nintendo did a lot of work Probably. on this to make it as good as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Why isn't Alexis Roivas in uh, Alexis Roivas? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. But Alexis Roivas... Make uh, all the characters' heads fall off and shit like that. I've, I've always thought the, the etymology of her name was kind of funny and that Alexa is a, is a variation on Alexander, which means savior of man, and then Roivas is just savior spelled backwards. So she's uh. savior, savior. Uh, and, uh, I, again, like a lot of the... That the game is just her reading this book, and her, her, as she reads these stories, you play through them. My personal favorite is there's one in ancient Persia where you play as this guy trying to find his uh, missing love, and uh, at one point you just like walk through a door and it stops, and it's like to be continued in eternal darkness, sanity's redemption. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's just one of many mind fucky ways the game plays with you. Yeah, yeah. Silicon Knights will never reap in charge of making sequels. Yeah. I think they were trying to kickstart a sequel of this. I think they? so. Yeah, I don't know if it did when that they went under. Well, what I heard was that they were actually using the X Men yeah. Destiny funds mm-hmm. to try and work on a sequel instead of X Men Destiny, and we all know how we all know how that went down. It became a great game. We talk mm-hmm. about it to this day. Oh uh, yes, totally. But uh, Eternal Darkness. That the best thing about it was, as you would meet these monsters. Your sanity meter would erode, and the further down it went, the more the game would just find new ways to fuck with you. So you yeah. would like walk into a room, and suddenly your head would explode. That's all I remember. And you'd be like, that. "Oh fuck, I died! What the hell?" And then you realize, like, "No, I'm still playing." And you could walk around, and as you walked around, like your arms would explode, <laughs> and then you're you just be like a pair of legs. I remember, like, well, it's just, and what, then it would like there'd be a flash, and you'd be standing outside the room, having not entered it. What What I remember about that is that like. That made the game not scary because, like, I wanted these things to occur. These random instances of weirdness, uh-huh. like, I, I desired them. I needed them to happen. And that sanity meter, I didn't remember how exactly how, how to, like, work with that. 
Is, is that a health bar or, or is it not? I think it's it's a, it accompanies your health bar. Yeah. And as you meet, as you discover new monsters, it goes down. So I mean, you're always kind of fighting to keep it up, or maybe not. You know me, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is a game where the cool shit will only happen if you do bad. Yeah. Is that the how it's sending you? No, works? I think the cool shit happens no matter what. It, does. Oh. it just happens more but often. You, but like, you can try and like make it happen sooner. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember trying that out, and it's like it's not very healthy for your progression in the game. And when you're trying to make it happen, it makes it very not scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So the the game is. Uh, also interesting in that there are three different ways that it can play out depending on the choice you make in the first chapter mm-hmm. that uh, Pius Augustus the centurion can release like one of three ancient elder gods and the enemies that you meet throughout the game will change depending on which one he chooses uh, so like I think Uyauth is uh, green and all the enemies will be green and they have like electrical powers or something, they have some sort of different power than like mm. the red ones who are all much stronger. Fire, I'm guessing. Firepower? Um, no, they're not firepower. God they're just they're just really strong. They're just enraged. Uh, they're they're tough. But then it like there's gigantic monsters that will appear later in the game that are also determined by this. Uh, in great sequences like this one. <laughs> such as yourself think of when he finds a viper's nest of heresy when he finds the very source of corruption I think of irony irony of what you masquerading as a member of the Inquisition stand for and that you stand for evil evil is merely a perspective which no longer concerns me Luther you will be executed in the most painful manner imaginable. <laughs> you in the name sure. of our true lord. Ulyoth! So, it's, some of my favorite sequences in this game uh, are set in this little church in France. And the first time you visit it, you're this uh, young squire, or like a page or messenger, something for Charlemagne. And you're trying to save his life. And running around and it's a bit like Shadow of the Colossus in that you'll you'll start to notice like he's gradually degenerating like his face is turning a little paler and eventually going gray and like by the end of the level that you're playing uh, as him spoiler alert uh, he's basically a shambling zombie who just keeps repeating the name Charlemagne over and over again and collapses just short of his goal. Several chapters later, you revisit the church in the Middle Ages as this monk named Luther, who we just heard talking to Pius Augustus, and uh, you actually discover him like locked in the same room where he collapsed, and he attacks you, still saying Charlemagne, and Whoa, you have so to kill weird him. That this came out on GameCube. It really is. Oh no! I just released the Elder God Ulgauth. Mm-hmm. Well, guess I'll go play Billy Hatcher for a while. Yep. <laughs> at the end of at the end of the, the chapter, as Luther, he's literally crushed to death by a giant monster that nice. just appears, just stomped on, and uh, yeah, like pretty much everyone dies at the end of their stories horribly. <laughs> and it's just finding out like the pe- previous people who've held on to this book and what happened to them, and it's almost always terrible. And and it all comes to the to a head at the end when you're playing as Alexa and you discover this secret underground city full of monsters and you you have to go down and 
perform a ritual to stop what Pius Augustus has been doing for the last couple thousand years. That bastard. Mm -hmm. So it seems like Silicon Knights likes to make games out of uh, mythology that people aren't making movies out of anymore. Hmm. Like, nobody does Lovecraftian movies really anymore. What was the last one? The Mouth of Madness? Yeah, I don't even know. But like, uh, in Norse mythology for two human. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no Norse. Yeah, nobody makes movie. Norse mythology anymore. What the fuck is Thor? It, a comic book <laughs> character. That's true. Played by a hunk. Yeah. So it doesn't count. Does not count. These hunks. <laughs> well, these hunks taking my movie roles. You could pick Thor. <laughs> or is it Tor and Kulu? I don't care. <laughs> that's where this top Is there an Elder God escaping from your mouth when you said that? Yes. But I will go out on this, one of my favorite quotes from Eternal Darkness. Once I could not see beyond the veil of our reality. To see those who dwell behind. My life now has purpose. For I have learned the frailty of flesh and bone. I was once a fool. Thanks, Pius Augustus. That's been our top five. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. Stay tuned. I summoned Cthulhu. He's as big as a whale. And we're heading on down to the Lovecraft. A tentacle face. I count about 20, so hurry up, your suffering will be funny. Lovecraft is a really old author who is kind of racist. Lovecraft baby. A monstrous baby. Lovecraft baby, Lovecraft. Lovecraft baby, Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Baby Lovecraft Lovecraft Baby Lovecraft Lovecraft baby that's where it's at yeah 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 you see I'm literate unlike the rest of these bozos I actually read every once in a while crack a book with more than 10 pages like the manuals that come inserted in some modern games these days not all but some I am of course the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch and today I've put on my ascot and my monocle so that I can tell you all about Howard Phillips Lovecraft and how he helped shape the modern world of horror literature and god damn it stay on message Fine. I'm really here to tell you how to support Veggie Game Apocalypse. There are a bunch of ways you can do this. First, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate and review the show, leave five-star reviews. Five is the magic number. It's also the number of points in the star and an elder sign, so by leaving a five-star review, you could theoretically be protecting yourself from the influences of the old ones. You may have also noticed at lasertimepodcast.com, look down the right side of the page. There's a secret there, and it's a bunch of Amazon links. Click on one of them, and you'll be taken to a secret world full of monsters and... Creatures from beyond the stars who will try to sell you various items. You don't have to buy the items that they're selling. You can just type in the name of whatever it is you want to buy, and we'll get a cut of whatever you spend. Fantastic system. I know. You don't. You spend nothing extra. But if you do want to spend something extra, go to patreon.com slash laser time and donate to the Patreon, and you'll get access to secret podcasts that the hoi polloi are not permitted access to. In fact, it's a little like being part of a cult. A kuhu cult, if you will. Yeah, see, I pronounce it correctly, jerks. Finally, tell a friend. Go up and say, yay, yay, shove Negreth, the black goat of the woods with a thousand young once you to listen to Vigigame Game Apocalypse and they'll look at you askance as you, you rant at them and just tell them that the Necronomicon drove you insane but that they should still listen to Vigigame Game Apocalypse. Anyway, I think I've squeezed in enough references for one week so enjoy the rest of the show. 
love and we're back which means it's time to jump straight into everybody waste their money <laughs> why waste time let's just jump straight in and talk about minecraft story mode which depending on who you talk to is either wonderful or awful um, I think Tyler thinks it's awful. Yeah, if you talk to me, uh, you gave it what a two out of ten. I didn't actually re- two out of a hundred. What's your what's your scale? Here's the issue on PC on Steam. You cannot uh-huh. buy individual episodes of these games. Yeah, the the twenty four dollars season pass. Yeah, so you get to buy the uh, whole thing. Uh, so well, who's ever not price. done an entire season of a yeah, game? Like but, you know what? I think I'm done with Walking Dead right now. But right, it presents a challenge for us. It's awkward to. I mean, even uh, yeah, in terms of reviewing a like number it, scored yeah. episode one, you can't even buy it individually. So I didn't give it a score. I did play it this morning and write about it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like the worst Telltale game of of the modern Telltale era, um, like Walking Dead. It was we, we streamed it, and what was cool is that I, I think a couple people in there were Minecraft people. Sure. Uh, and they would tell us certain things that we're not getting. Like, the, there are wonderful references to the Minecraft universe. Absolutely. That, I know and, that stuff's in there. Yeah. And, and the, 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 there's the crafting system is, like, in there. Cute. Very like, simple, but... Yeah, very yeah. simple. You just look at the recipe and do it. It's, yeah. it's not even a puzzle. But I think it, this is Telltale's venture into... Uh, family-friendly territory, yeah. and you're immediately given a situation where there are like there are no real stakes, and like exactly. it's, it's the first Telltale game. I think like we're, I don't feel like my decisions matter. I don't feel like I'm gonna abandon anybody. I don't. I heard it. I heard it described as like oh, like you know, like a Goonies-like adventure. Kids going out. It's nothing like the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Don't call it that. Because you know, it, it has several Goonies cast members in it, I believe. Yeah, yeah it does. Does it really? I'm going to blame Joe for that. Yes. Corey Feldman and uh, what's her face? Martha um, Plimpton. Martha Plimpton. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. There are very intentional, I think, connections to the Goonies, but it's not like that. It's it's uh, what what frustrated me about it is that like family friendly is fine. I love yeah, yeah, sure. a lot mm-hmm. of kid stuff that I think is freaking I, great. I, I didn't play Birderlands. Great, um, funny. But, yeah. but it's like I don't know what their stakes were either. But it's it's it felt like nothing was on the line, and so, it was a very linear thing. Yeah, to what happened? I mean, in, in Borderlands, it establishes some characters who have hangups and priorities. Like mm-hmm. you got the you got the company man who realizes that his company is kind of shit and mm-hmm. isn't going to give him what he wants. Who's like, risk- I have no idea what that's about. He's like risking everything now to like betray his company hmm. and find a vault. And then you have like the scam artists who live on Pandora who like are putting it all into this big scam and they're going to lose everything and, and they get betrayed and they're upset. In this game, my, my big issue with it is that it's it's just a world devoid of any backstory. It's like yeah. these these kids, do they have parents? Do they just live in the woods? Are they, were are they like Charlie Brown kids? <laughs> you, kind of, but there's just like... There, there's nothing to the world other than, okay, they live in this treehouse and there's a big convention. Mm-hmm. And they're really interested in building and things go all awry at there's the convention. There's a big convention? Yeah. Endercon. Endercon is kind of the joke. It's my least favorite uh. Orson Scott card convention. <laughs> but it's like, so they go to the convention and there's like the, the bully team that's going to beat them at the, the building competition. Of course. But then there's kind of the villain and everything goes wrong and a monster. And now Herman. they're set on this big adventure, but it's like... What are they leaving behind? They're, yeah. Do they live in a town? There was no yeah. sense of like... They live in a pineapple under the sea. It, 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 felt, well, it felt a lot like watching a cartoon. So I have two questions and about Tyler, this. And Tyler, if you were a millennial like me and you knew what Minecraft was all about, you'd get it. <laughs> well, like, okay, it, it's, it's doing like the hero story arc, mm-hmm. but like the thing about the hero story is that you start off with 
you're in the Shire. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is my life. I love yeah. my life. Yeah. Oh, I have to... I have to like now go on this huge quest to save the world. Yes. And it's a big deal when you leave, but they just kind of wander. My into entire it. life is in jeopardy. Whereas your pig runs away. Yeah, and then your adventure starts. <laughs> yeah. it, there's, there's who is the best no, character in the game? I have two questions about this. First, how does it compare to all the unofficial Minecraft novels that have been popping up <laughs> on store shelves in the last five like, years? Like I've read those. Um, <laughs> You haven't seen them excerpted on Twitter? No, but I, be, I definitely like. Look out, said John, as an Enderman attacked. I've definitely seen like the he Walmart. He hit it with his diamond sword. <laughs> the Walmart section at like Walmart. Yeah. Or Walmart section, the Minecraft section. Yeah. yeah, it's just. I don't know, like Telltale's usually good at taking something you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect. Like, like Game of Thrones is, is kind of. Oh, that, that's going to be tricky to make into like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Or. Borderlands, like, that's just a game where you go around shooting people and then, like, doing something really creative and doing really mm-hmm. good storytelling. But this is, like, it's not even good kid storytelling. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much good stuff. Like, Steven Universe, I haven't it watched, is, but, like, funny, I know though. it's cool. It's the funniest Telltale yeah. game. So, one no thing way. I was yeah. initially curious on, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, you could be right. Maybe it's pointless to be curious about this because it's a Telltale game, but mm-hmm. is it... A Walking Dead style Telltale game, or are there any actual like I'm playing Minecraft esque elements? Yeah, Not you, you get to craft really. on occasion, but it's yeah. it's it's tertiary, it's very basic. And there's like, but do you get to like roam around in an open no, world no, and no. build things? No, 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 no okay, no, 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 never no, mind. No. And that's and it's that's, still very much right. in the like the Telltale right the Tyler, thing where you can tell you're in a very small room. So your input is limited. Yeah. The conversation options, and then quick time, and events. then quick time. Yeah. Events. And, and Tyler, did you play as a girl? I did. Uh, so did Dave, and I yeah. wanted to strangle him uh, because mm-hmm. that meant we got no Pat Oswalt. You guys should have told me before. I, I, I literally said, I, "Pick the guy. I want to hear Pat Oswalt." It's what it's, it's on fine. the stream. I'm gonna blame Henry the SJW. Who's who's the girl? Jennifer Hale. Nudging um, me towards picking somebody up. famous for doing voice acting. I barely notice, but I tell you what, they're not. Patton Oswalt. I don't own any of their albums. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I yep. don't care about yeah, Patton Oswalt. But how do you not care about Patton Oswalt? Also, I'm so that trained man has from... almost caused three separate car crashes. Because so I've been to... laughing so I'm hard. So trained to really? choose the female yes, protagonist the uh, option because they have the better voice. Yeah, typically. But uh, yeah, you know what? Like I, this is not like uh, Tales from the Borderlands, where like I was. I played a couple hours of some of the previous Borderlands games, but I was no by no means a fan before I started Tales from the Borderlands. And now right? that, that makes me want to play more Borderlands because it's invested me in this universe. I'm I'm not invested in no. the Minecraft universe. Yeah, we won't be streaming that again. But I will. I, <laughs> I mean, people, people were actively like bored and yelling at us I, on the stream. I don't, I, I, I don't blame I, them. It, I, but I think hey, it, you exciting, saved the money. Exciting things were happening, I, and I still felt like um, conflict with my choices. A little bit. And it's like, you know no one's going to die because it's sort of more kid-friendly, but it's like... Did you mention, mention death like a couple times? And it's yeah. weird because I'm like, do people actually die in, uh, in Minecraft? They mentioned it doesn't the, well, seem like that would be allowed. I mean, you respond. die all the time. Yeah. But you come back. Yeah. Yeah. And they said crap and screw. Like, but all your shit yeah. is like stuck in lava, so Which how put, are you going to get to it? It puts you at, at Beetle Bailey levels of profanity. Yeah. Uh, but, but, so uh, the... Wait, people in the Minecraft universe crap and screw? Say crap yeah. and screw. Oh. But I'm sure they do. Like, you can't just make things in Minecraft. I mean, right? there should be a tavern called the crap and screw. The old crap and but screw. you know screw means fuck in the Minecraft universe because uh-huh. there's no screws with the blocks. Yeah, and so on that note, I have an important question. How tastefully are the sex scenes handled? <laughs> um, they're, they're pretty tasteful, just like blocks rubbing up against each other. Okay, uh, That's compatible. what I'd expect in a game geared for 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. It's... 
I mean, one of my problems with just, like, the disconnect of, like, Minecraft is about freedom and creativity and exploration. Mm-hmm. And this is about, like, the camera's pointed at the ground and you can walk where the invisible walls let mm. you. And, like, mm. it looks freaking hideous. Like, I hate to yeah. be mean. It's, like, not the artist's fault. Well, that's the material they had but to work with. That, but That's the thing. that I think, you know, kids will love it no matter what. But, like, yeah. those of us who were raised on better graphics are going to be like, the reason we tolerated these graphics in the first place is because Minecraft offered so much openness and creativity. Yeah, yeah it's not no, that I, I think... I would disagree. I think kids are going to have a huge problem with this game. You think? Yeah. I, I, like, I, they like, like it on Steam so far, so I don't know. Do they? I, well, just, I remember playing Minecraft with you when you were a PC gamer, and like, man, no one fucking plays the game, Minecraft. Like, people just, like, build... <laughs> yeah. Like, most mm-hmm. of the servers are people building stuff and doing, yeah. uh, like, what, yeah, unrestricted freedom and just dealing yeah. with stuff like that. And so being... Forced on this this story that does take a long time to tell, uh, it feels like because not a lot. It didn't feel like enough happened in the game. Yeah. I mean, I like how all of the UI. That's a weird thing to call it, but like all the UI is really it's, it's really Minecraft uh, like. So, yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'll, I might play the second episode just because there's so much voice talent in that game involved, like that. I want to it's, like. It's my job. Too, so, so is it better? Harm, like, yeah. Is Paul it better Rubens. or worse than if somebody just made a TV series or movie out of Minecraft? It feels like it feels like the Nickelodeon show. Of yeah, Minecraft, that's how completely. I would describe it. Like the the not the kind of mediocre. Just for kids, like yeah. not not the kind of breakout adults yeah. or hey, or you're like not a demanding audience. Like, what's show? this weird CG <laughs> thing I found while flipping channels? Is this Gregory Horror Show? No, yeah. it's Minecraft. Gregory yeah, Horror this show. game did feel like millennials talking. Like they're having fun. What does that mean exactly? What? Millennials talking. It's like I'm technically they're, a they're millennial. Making, Dave. They're making I'm jokes 30. and like things that are supposed to be funny, and I don't I quite get it. Oh, okay. And like they're having conversations that I understand like twenty percent of. So, like, it's 94% Taylor Swift references, yeah. and you're like, I don't follow that artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, yeah, what really bugs me is, like I was saying before, the, just the freshness of the world. It feels like this adventure takes place in, like, a Minecraft server that's been going on for two months, and not a world where people live. <laughs> like, there's hmm. just, like, why, why is there this convention, and why is, like, one yeah. of the greatest heroes of all time showing up there? Are they that... Is there five people Lee. in this Who is universe? The voice of Lee? Yeah. Yeah. From well, Dead. because think about all the conventions you went to when you were a kid. Oh, yes. And uh, it just feels like it's true to life. Whereas people in the chat called him Black Tron. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's nice. I got to meet Goku at the anime convention that I went to when I was six. It just feels like there's this legend about these great heroes, and then one of them is just there, and it's like, are there 18 people in this universe? Like, in this and world? You may recognize them Maybe. from Hulu. The following is brought yeah. to you by diapers. Yeah. The following. <laughs> Shit, anyway. Hulu or Clulu? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I didn't like it. Yeah. Have you ever played Wasteland 2, Tyler? Because that came to PS4 um, and Xbox One this week. I, pl- I like played a little bit of it, but uh, at the time it came out, I was definitely not our yeah. RPG guy. So. Wasteland Two Director's Cut. I've had Steam trying to foist it on me for years. I've heard I think, it's a fantastic game. I don't know if I ever bought a copy or not. It's That's how addled right? I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, because you keep finding kids' bodies on a wasteland. <laughs> it's a spiritual, like original Fallout sort of thing. Yeah, um, but except it's a sequel to like a, a seriously old school game that I think predates Fallout yeah, called exactly. Wasteland. Yeah, so it was Wasteland Fallout, but very no. Fallouty. It's basically like we can't use the Fallout name now. Mm-hmm. It's owned by Bethesda, so yeah. Um, the Witcher Three: Hearts of Stone came out, and I don't know anything about it because Metal Gear exists. We have a review going up hmm. tomorrow. It sounds 
from what I've like heard about it is I say tomorrow, but mm. when you're listening to this, it's up. So it sounds good. I mean, yeah, it's Witcher Three, so it's probably amazing. Yeah, you you like the Witcher Three? Hey, mm-hmm. there's more of that. Exactly. What more do you need? Yeah. If um, you've actually gotten to the end of the Witcher Three, which we I'm, are trying to stream something called Keep Talking uh, and Nobody's Head Explodes. What is it called? Keep talking and nobody explodes. Nobody explodes. Uh, we are trying to stream that. That is technically a newish release uh, from last week. What do you um, do in this? Uh, it's great because I want to put an Oculus on everybody so they look stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one person has a 23-page sheet of instructions, and the other person is looking at a bomb. It's like, what do you? And so imagine every movie scene you've seen. What do you see? Uh, a blinking red light and why and four wires and you have like this this guide of like somewhere buried in there is someone so someone's looking through the oculus you don't need an oculus uh, but someone's looking at a bomb and the other person has all of the directions and neither the person with the directions doesn't necessarily know what to do with them the person has to call it out and can't look at the game so it's it's interesting it's a it's a new game it's like 13 bucks it's on special on steam right now uh, I, it looks really funny but it's a party game mm-hmm um, Yoshi's Woolly World is oh, coming goodness. out this Friday. Finally, it did not get good reviews. Uh, but it didn't it when still it was seems... released in the UK oh. in like what, like fucking August yeah, or July? Yeah, July, something like that. It's, it's been, been out, out forever. For like, if you wanted to see what, it, I'm so pissed about that. I would love to stream it. But like, if you wanted to see what the game looked like, it's out there. Nintendo's going to block monetization of it anyway, mm-hmm. or no, sorry, monetize it for themselves. Ah. So I don't even know if we're going to stream it. But yeah, it's out Friday. Uh, I did read. If you're an amiibo person, the Mega Yoshi is now exclusive to Toys R Us, so you can't get the Mega Edition without going to Toys R Us. Wait, the Mega Edition that comes with the Yoshi amiibo? It comes with a big uh, Yoshi amiibo. There's a Why much... would I want a big Yoshi amiibo? I'm not. Look, we. I, Am I, don't I, think, a I don't child? Think you, I don't think you want to go through into this amiibo cycle, but it's it's bad. And Best Buy announced that they have the Falco amiibo exclusively. What? It's just weird. It's weird. What? It's just weird. But they did re-release some Amiibos this week, I saw, after a bunch of yelling uh, about... Uh, what was it? What's the, what's the game series I don't play? Fire Emblem! Fire Emblem! A bunch oh, of Fire one. Emblem series uh, uh, Amiibos were re-released this week. Ooh, I might be able to get a Lucina for less than 50 bucks. Uh, yeah, th- that market's dying. Oh, good, because I kind of want some of those, and I don't want to pay more than $20 yeah, for I them. Because I have a collection now. Thank you uh, very much. Um, uh, but... Yeah. I'm I'm actually really happy the market's dying because I opened up my uh, some amiibos that I'd had sitting in the box, mm-hmm. and it's like now nobody cares. They're all twenty dollars. Doesn't matter if they're in the box or not. Who gives a shit? I think I said this on the show, but you know what I want more than the amiibos themselves? I want a poster with all of the art that the amiibos, the back of the box that they're in, their mm. name, their face. I think it looks gorgeous. I love the way that shit looks. Uh, I don't know. I can't believe you didn't want the Laura Croft statue from Future. Uh, <laughs> I told you, my wife pillow would not allow it. Uh, she, she I have a, a, a full, you know, like life-size Laura Croft statue up if for If you grand. wanted to deal with it, take it home and sell it. Like, you'll probably make I, like a grand. I had an opportunity to take home the, the Solid Snake, snake yeah. statue from OXM. Damn. It was sitting in Damn. your your storage locker. And I remember talking to Diana about it, and I said, like, yeah, I had this opportunity to take this, but I turned it down. So I could have gone outside? No. And you turned it down? Yes. I love you. That's the, that's the thing. If like my landlord would allow me to put it on the roof of our apartment, oh, I yeah. would take it right now. See, I'd want it on th- Google But that's Maps. the thing. It would it would dissolve in the rain because yeah, it's, it's made not, out of plaster. I don't want to deal with it. Like it, it would just be awesome to put out there. Maybe dress in a Halloween costume, put a Santa hat on every Christmas. <laughs> so this is a shocker. Dragon Quest Heroes, yes. 
The World yeah. Trees Woe and the Blight Below came out for we or no PS4 like or other things. Lyric. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> like a post Big Boy outcast yeah. lyric. Um, uh, we streamed it today. Um, Henry's a big fan. Shockingly, it's getting. It's got an eighty on Metacritic. It it looks really good. And like I I do. I don't know the Dragon Quest series that well. Do you, Mikkel? Did you play any of the... Um... I mean, I played the first one like everybody else. Okay, but, I, but uh, you know, I love that unlike Final Fantasy, they've retained a singular art style and a bunch of yeah, well, characters. Yeah, well, yeah, it's all designed by Akira Toriyama. Yes, and so, like, seeing those characters move around in 60 frames a second 1080p looks really fucking great. And, I, and like, from what we saw of it, I liked the way it looked more... I didn't like the Hyrule Warriors at all. Like, uh, not yeah. not at all. I, there, there's some redeeming value to it, but I, that's again, that's the most I've ever been criticized for saying I didn't like a game, uh, saying I didn't like that one. But it's it's yeah. it seems like a better fit for the the yeah. Warriors. We've got to find the hero. Oh, he's working out in the courtyard. Great. That's yeah. there's that crisis solved. And you're playing as four no name characters in the Dragon Quest universe. Link, who, destroy the tit monster. And, okay. And, and you discover characters from within the Dragon Quest universe who you then mm-hmm. align with and put in your party. And it seemed like the problem with uh, uh, Hyrule Warriors is that it was a Zelda game that used basically assets from Dynasty Warriors. It yes. looked like a Dynasty Warriors it game. Did. It didn't look like didn't a Zelda ha- game. Didn't it didn't have had, that Zelda like it had look familiar and charm. sounds and like it, but it just wasn't yeah. like every Zelda well, game is super polished. The about- Zelda aspect of Hyrule Warriors was that each stage had a new weapon that you had to pick up that yes. would be instrumental in defeating that stage's boss. Yeah, but like the look of it, it didn't look it like. Of course, it like there were Zelda characters yeah. and Zelda enemies, but they like it looked it, like Dynasty, like the yeah. Dynasty Warriors people had designed the characters. And this is the like this is totally different because every character, every enemy, the entire world looks Dragon Questy. So it's wait, are you saying it's the Dynasty Warriors style that's held that series back? I, well, no, it's what held uh, the um, Hyrule Warriors back. Is mm. that like people wanted to see a Nintendo looking take on Dynasty Warriors? Mm. Not a dynasty they warriors. Really, it would have been better than what Hyrule That's Warriors true. was. That's true. Most things would have been better. I, I have no interest in any Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors games, but Dragon Quest Heroes looked interesting to me because mm-hmm. it's all in that Akira Toriyama it's style. It's really pretty, man. I can't, yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. It looks really good. We got about fifty minutes up on our YouTube channel. If you like to see it, Henry knows way more about it than me, and what's important and what isn't. Uh, how you level, how you level and charge your characters. Um, pretty fun, straightforward Dynasty Warriors game with Dragon Warriors characters, and of course, calling out moves that you do. America, you need to get on that. I'm never mm-hmm. gonna know what kind of shot I pull off unless the character yells yeah. it. It's I like get, when you punch a guy in a parking lot and you're uh, like, right hook, right left hook. cross. <laughs> How come they don't do that in pro wrestling? It's confusing. Yeah, exactly. Like, or boxing. Like I want to see Mike Tyson call out his moves. Who yeah. yeah. so, still the foremost boxer in a, in boxing? Mm-hmm. I see him every Sunday night. Yeah, totally. He's still got a license, we, right? We had, it's made out of ears. We had that discussion that that that. Did you say it, Dave? That Dragon Quest is the most conservative series in all of games. That like it's not allowed to change, and it has done. It's yeah. working in a really weird mode right now. So I'm curious to see how its fans take to it. Again, I'm not that fan. Henry is. Well, so, so, if you're talking about conservative series, mm-hmm. the Dynasty Warriors series has not changed <laughs> since the beginning of PlayStation yeah. 2. So. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
Um, also coming out this week for 3DS, PS4, and PS3 is Gersperms, the Germ. Gersperms? Gersperms. Oh my god. Oh my god, Gersperms. I can't talk that ah. without braces. It sucks. I don't know anything about this game. I just want to say, oh my god, Gersperms, the Is it based on the movie? Or? Probably. Yeah. Who so you play as, Jack as Jack Black's R.L. Stein. That uh-huh. is what the movie is about, by the way. He yeah. is R.L. Stein. I'm Jack Black, and I'm doing a weird Vincent Price impression. Yes. I like the fact that nobody knows who R.L. Stein is, so he can... <laughs> Like, what does he look Jack like? Jack Black's impression. Oh, hi, I'm R.L. Stein. <laughs> Probably. You know, <laughs> I got I, warts in my asshole. <laughs> oh, God. Are people reading those books? I'm so embarrassed. They put them out in the See, world. I didn't think anybody read them. Before. I was raised in the 80s mm-hmm. when he wrote primarily bad humor books and was known as Jovial Bob Stein. <laughs> so there, there's your... Uh, Reclusive, brooding horror author image shattered everybody. I was going to throw out the he, name. He edited a, a mad rip off for little kids called Bananas that was published <laughs> oh, by Scholastic. Uh, I'm going to throw out there the forum laser time handle Rafflestein. I would Raffelstein. Really, really like to see that. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right. Well, I think that about does it for Narrations. So let's get into. Armagerd, it's the nurse. <laughs> so probably the biggest news, at least from where I'm sitting right now, Friday the 13th, the game, announced yeah, its nice. Kickstarter, really cool. which right now, oh, just climbed to 213328 of its $700,000 goal. It was already a project, though, right? And they just yeah. kind of yeah. got the license It was free. a more generic, it was like, called like Summer Camp Slasher or yeah, something like that. Yeah, but that's what's, what's cute about it is that it was just two guys making a game in the vein of uh, Friday the 13th, and, uh-huh. and the, the guy who actually owns the license is like... Re- reached out to them. Yeah, reached out to a, them. A series of quote incredible meetings, which they mentioned twice. Incredible meetings, mm-hmm. and uh, they, I like that. Vi- the video is super. You know, it's kind of hack Kickstarter stuff, and Adam mm-hmm. Tesler is there to ensure that it's very pre yeah. and presentable. Yeah. But but like the guys are clearly excited and overwhelmed that like their game is like what we can make an official Friday the Thirteenth one. Oh yeah. my god! And, and like. And it's, like, what they have lined up, like, they said, okay, this the game is more or less done, uh, but we want to make this really special. So mm-hmm. this Kickstarter is to add a bunch of cool new features to it. We are hiring Kane Hodder, the wow. original Jason, and his stunt team. Well, not, not the original Jason, but, like, yes. the best Jason. The best Jason. Uh, we are hiring Tom Savini to help direct really? and, yeah. and do cinematography and effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. composer. Yeah, yeah. It's like all these great Very people. Like they're man. really trying to do it right. Yeah, and I, I, I honestly thought I was having a thought. I'm watching. I've said it before. I'm watching, trying to watch a horror movie every night. Um, that I think uh, we're forgetting about the Friday the Thirteenth series. I think they're kind of falling out of the zeitgeist. And I, I just well, love. They're really cheesy. They, they are. They are. And I, under, I understand that they were just really important to me growing mm-hmm. up. Uh, and like, but I'm watching all these horror movies, and they're not any of them because I don't feel the need to revisit them. Uh, but I do like the idea that like everybody has a connection with it enough to get excited about this announcement. It's it's really cool. Should probably say what the game is. It's, yeah, it's an eight player multiplayer game. asymmetrical. Asymmetrical. One player is Jason. Everyone mm-hmm. else is a counselor. Uh, they have talked about that one of the possible stretch goals is mm-hmm. single player as Jason. They've mm-hmm. talked about possibly virtual reality stuff. I think there's no 
like we Dave and I streamed the Friday the Thirteenth game. I'm surprised you had to remember all that shit. It's yeah. really weird and hard. Uh, but playing as the counselors is shitty as fuck. I think you want yeah. to play as Jason. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, well, I'm sh- I'm sure like, that it won't be yeah. as shitty as the NES game. Well, I the mean, way Dave played it was counselors. it was fun to watch you play it, just because you you knew the sounds and like oh he's over here now I move yeah. over this way and get this key and then I, but it works like it's not a bad game actually the NES version it's, if you're willing to give it. It's very complex, which is kind of impressive mm-hmm. for an NES game. An LJN. Yeah. Well, subcontracted to a, a Japanese company that mm. actually had a, a decent pedigree, and I yeah. think we're the same people who made the Jaws game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is also weird. Like, uh, they start with a like, W. They make the Wonder Boys series. Yeah, and, yeah. You were on yeah. a, a, an episode of Retronauts oh, that I, I listened to, mm-hmm. uh, where they, you talked about that, and I think it was Jeremy Parrish who said, like, they're like very ambitious first levels for games that you kind of want to see yeah. where they go, but this is mm-hmm. all the game is. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those games where, like, you would never ever beat it unless you had the game genie. And uh, mm-hmm. but it, it's weird that or we're only—it's it's only taking until this year where developers of Friday the Thirteenth based games realize, like, oh yeah, people want to be Jason. Like, yeah, they mm-hmm. just edit. They yeah. added Jason to Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. There's this game. Meanwhile, like back in the NES days, we had to play as camp counselors, so it sucked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think there was another game that came out, which was also you have to avoid Jason, which is. Not what there. There's a reason that there's an entirely new group of kids in every movie, mm. because nobody cares about the kids. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, Tommy Jarvis, the one kid people do care about. Could oh, pos- yeah. he, he, They're they're looking at him as uh, he will be your guide through the game. He'll give you tips, and that sounds really cool. Apparently especially Corey if they Feldman can get Corey is, Feldman. Uh, yeah, Corey Feldman was in. I think he's in uh, Minecraft. Yep. So mm-hmm. he's open to being in games. Well, you guys were saying that, so I'm assuming it's true. Yes, it is. He's All even right. in the trailer talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the news I'm most excited about, but there is other news. Um, other news. Destiny emotes. You Ooh. want to talk about that? Hold on. I want to, I want to gauge your reaction because um, I forget. Is, is I've seen people skittable? posting them on Twitter. Um, this is now available for, a, like, I think a buck. You can Your yeah, character can do the Carlton dance. Uh, and what's that, is, that from? Uh, Destiny. No, well, what's the dance from? That's Carlton. From? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Ah. Um... And it's like, I love dancing in Destiny. I would have, but it's so, it's so unnecessary to want to change your dances. I so, can't wait to see two hundred people do that at once while the servers all shut not, down and the see, game goes offline. Did you see the Backstreet Boys video for Destiny last week? It, there are a few things Maybe. that make me that happy, like people doing Backstreet Boys routines with characters in Destiny. It was wow. so fucking cool. Uh, and so I think right, launching emotes right after that, like this is the only thing we're charging you money for uh, in Destiny. If you mm. want to dance a little better, it'll be like a buck or two. Don't worry about it. And you don't need it. It's not necessary to anything. And that's how much I can save by calling 1-800-COLLECT. Talking about DLC, mm-hmm. uh, in Rocket League they announced <gasps> that we're getting yes. oh, a yeah. DeLorean uh, time machine DeLorean. You don't even have to pay $30 for the Lego version. <laughs> uh, and I tried to explain to Dave, because Dave wrote it up on LazerTimePodcast.com, but you're not a mm. huge Rocket League player. And did you see the trailer, Tyler? Yeah. It's the DeLorean launch, which is also an aerial into a goal shot, which is, like, the coolest thing ever. Yeah, like, and you get the, you get the like, burning tire yeah. tracks as you're... Uh, it is so cool. I'm sorry we've never streamed boost. Rocket League, because it's one of the games I've played Dude, the most in 2018. I love it. I won a I won a competition that we kind of hosted, but mm-hmm. weren't that many people, and so I played in it. I had to give my prize away, but uh, fuck that game was really fun. Anyway, 
The DeLorean is going to be in Rocket League, which is On cool. October 21st. Um, which is hilariously, like, I actually thought I was being bullshitted because you know how there were, like, 18 million fake Facebook oh, yes. posts for, it's Back to the Future Day, and they just changed the day? I'm telling you right now, I'm going to post one on the 22nd I got, and, just, and just do it. I got, like, th- yeah, I got, like, three PR emails saying, hey, for Back to the Future Day we're doing, I'm like, bullshit. That's not actually the date because uh, date. It finally is Back to the Future Day. We just streamed Super Back to the Future, the uh, Never Released in America Japanese. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That looks charming. It is. It well, that that looks like one of the many games that I like would have seen when I in the nineties. I'm like, why can't I have this? It's just when you actually beat Biff at the end, and he drives into a manure truck, and there's like this endless stream of shit sprites that fly into his face. Oh, nice! It's beautiful. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I really like that game. I've been enjoying the watching the race to make like shitty hoverboards. Yeah, yes. before this, I have yes. to feel like oh, it yeah. was inspired. Like, where's well, like what was the one that was shown off a little while ago? It's Lexus. like it's a hoverboard, but it's got a giant wheel in the middle for some reason. <laughs> well, oh. the, there was one that a uh, big car company did, Lexus, yeah. Lexus, where it's like it's a hoverboard, and then you find out like it has to be on a specific track <laughs> that has like, got professional skateboarders so it's a use it, and, it, and it's throwing them off like a fucking rodeo yeah. bull. <laughs> Like it, it's, it doesn't work like a skateboard. It's like it's impossible. Those physics don't <laughs> yeah. exist. Yeah, we don't have hover, hoverboards. We have those weird like hipster Segway things that you see around that are just like those I've little boards those for lot. people to stand on. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm just really curious. And like, how do you control that? Um, one of those mm-hmm. renegades. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, you're getting one. Yeah, you're gonna right. stream it. Uh, well, one of my one of my. I don't know how those things work. But a really good friend of mine, I think, is the Florida CEO of the whole company who makes them. Um, so I'm gonna—I'm no shit gonna ask her and see if she'll send me one right. for nothing. Like I'll—I'll I'll, I'll periscope the fuck out of that, I guess. They might, so, might, like, they might send you a loaner. Yeah, send me a loaner or something back. like that. I'll bring it back to you for during Christmas. Uh, Fifty dollars Star Wars season pass well, for did, Battlefront. Did, did everybody get some time with the Battlefront uh, beta? I at played all? A bit. Michael, you didn't play it. I didn't have time. Oh man. I'm, no I'm cranking on videos. I have to get them all out before Assassin's Creed. Syndicate I know, but comes you of all people, like I really wanted you to see that game. Uh, I, I saw you playing it. I had well, not the, the multiplayer, the Hoth part, which is very confusing. And I didn't play a lot of it, but from I what can I played, wait. it'll come out. I know, but was it not responsible for like the majority of gifts and like ten second videos yeah. you saw over the weekend? Probably. There were some funny moments. I I wonder if we've like already burned through the funny moments. From that game, but Luke being crushed by an ad—that was funny. Yeah. Someone, someone slamming a Tie Fighter into Darth Vader. As that a, was good. Su- like Kamikaze nice. suicide kill. There, there were those two. I don't know. I I played a bit of it, and I know people who played a lot more. And talking to them, it just it just seems so kind of shallow, disposable. Uh, ah, you're ruining it, Tyler. Well, I mean, like the guns don't really have. Just kind of all laser hoses. They're all kind of the same, but because no, they have no ammo, so they have just a cooldown, quick time reload. You don't really yeah, need the, to like. Ah, do I, do I. I really hate that when you miss it and you're like, yeah. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> which has never happened. Hasn't that happened in any of the movies? Like, it makes the technology feel lived in and used. But the, I don't want to be that person. But like, like playing through that game, it, I, it makes it. It reminds me why Star Wars motif is like irreplaceable. Is like it is futuristic but really old timey, mm. and the game nails that like a yep. lot. Yeah, like in a really but, fun way. I mean, way. do you really ever want to hear Mark Hamill whine? Eh, my blaster needs a new fuel cell. I had to throw the wall press for the power converter. Mm-hmm. 
So it's, it's charging station. <laughs> it's really simple shooting that like nails the star. It's like I feel like it is for an audience of people who are like, I want to devour Star Wars marketing. Yes, yes. like I is, want to literally eat Star Wars marketing. Like I'm going to get this on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in my console. Well, I totally get jack it. Jack off to it. No, I, I get it like, right away. The shooting's gotta... not complicated. It's just I run around, I shoot, I, I rack mm-hmm. up kills. You die super fast. You yeah. get a lot of kills. I'm sorry it's not Red Orchestra, but it's Tyler. Like a, it's like, yeah, a, it's thank like you. a Battlefield game in that respect. Like, it's more of a Battlefield game than a Battlefront game. Right, and Battlefield, I feel like, it's kind of, eh, uh, you know. I've been there a lot. <laughs> but it's less... It's less like that because, like, you kind of like the vehicles are like what kind of these like random drop car things. I never things got to use a vehicle that you just jump into, Ever. and I don't know. I feel like in at mm. least in Battlefield, I could be like, ah, fuck, there's a sniper up there who killed me. Spawn in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Now I have to like carefully fly over there mm-hmm. just to get my revenge and crash into him yeah. very carefully. Use your acquisition credits appropriately, and but it it feels like Battlefront's more like. A series of rides, like I'm, I'm on the stormtrooper so. ride. I'm, a, and, I'm and I'll, on the buy, I'll buy ride. a day one just for that. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's a series it, of like really, the sound design is incredible, it's beautiful. It is so good, and, and, and um, we we have a Laser Time Facebook group. You don't know Laser Time podcast? Look it up on Facebook. And people are wondering, like, okay, has anybody as the rebels ever won? And it's the battle <laughs> on Hoth. And it is it is super fucking hard. The game doesn't tell you what to do really, and like so, it, you're not supposed to win. You're supposed to escape, and that's what people are talking about. Like you're, if this is the situation, in the movie, you're overpowered and need to run away. But it is not how the game plays out. You are actually like the odds are stacked against you, and you're placed on this one of like six scenario. Like how many? I think people are complaining about that because there's like eight maps in the game, and so like if you're placed in the rebel team, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's more like you have to learn the level and choreograph with your team. But again, I don't know how entertaining that's going to be when, once everybody memorizes what to do. I mean, to be fair, there's other modes um, that we like. There's not a lot in the beta compared mm-hmm. to what there's a survival mode they say is going to be there. Um, I did play the survival mode in the beta. It, it was like incredibly easy. I played it like alone and aced it. Like it's wave five. I think this yeah, is really good. but that's the thing. It's like there's only one difficulty level. The easiest and yes. Yeah. Not but as many easiest waves. difficulty level on wave to wave five, and I think yeah. it's at least goes to wave fifteen. Yeah, something like that. So beta's not really a good judge. But it's of, beautiful. I was talking about it with our it old looks pal amazing. Cheryl, and she and we were just talking about like you know it has destructible environments, and like when we were working in the press, it, that would be something everybody crowed about. But like it just happens in Star Wars, like just rocks will corrupt and corrode in front of you, and like no, you try uh, and take cover in something, and it will disintegrate. It's a after stunning a while. game. It's an excellent. It's beautiful. Right. I don't feel like it encourages a lot of teamwork or there's a lot of like interesting tactical decisions. But, but it, it has a... So fit- if I don't care about any of that shit, that's a plus. I guess. But it's a, it has... If you a, don't care about like fun game design. Yeah. It no. has a $50 season pass. No, not if it involves working with other human beings. Fuck those guys. It has a $50 season pass, and that was the news this week, and people were immediately upset... And I know because no one wants to be charged more for any. Why game. isn't it a free season pass? Why isn't everything free? Well, well you make fun of them, but that, like the Call of Duty, it is. But Call are. of Duty, like what? Even I, as, as uh, I'm not a huge Call of Duty player, I know exactly what that season pass will encompass. Maps, Ma- but that's that's fine. Like like more shit to do with the thing that I like. I get that, but the, like when they're not. They were a little. Star Wars specific. is only going to be multiplayer, really. Right? It is, and like, and they're just like, it'll be four expansions. Like expansions of what? Yeah. Like you didn't say. Like like Call of Duty before it had a season pass, it had 
it had four expansions yeah. a year. I don't know. I personally hate that shit. Like, no, I, I bought the Batman one, and like the Batman one is like, so what is all of this so far has sucked. Yeah, has sucked a lot, and you didn't tell me what what, what any of this was going to be. So really, like the game's sixty bucks plus a fifty buck season pass, and it's like mm. you don't even know what you're going to get. And I think there's a lesson here: don't buy the season pass until everything's out. Don't pre order yeah, you know it's going to be good. You save, usually money, can't. you save money by buying the season pass in advance. Yeah, you usually and, can't buy it mm. like, And I think later. that's why like, when Call of Duty does it, yeah, I, I get it. You or know, not at the same you price. You can still buy the Lord of the Rings season pass. What? 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 I think so. What's, it, what's the Lord of the Rings season pass? For, um, for what game? Uh, Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. What other Lord of the Rings games have oh, come out well, recently? That's what I don't I know. know. Like, if you can buy if you can buy just a, a... I want all the extra content to give me one flat price. I don't know. Like, that... It just used to be like if you're going to charge that much for a game, sixty bucks or fifty bucks or whatever it, it ends up being for a multiplayer only game, like you just kind of get, I don't know, like free maps now and then, not mm-hmm. before it's even released, uh, fifty bucks if you want more shit. I don't know, like more shit than what? I have nothing already, and you're, I'm already being charged. But I'll say, I, like I worked working on the me. other side of that. It's like I was like, why do we announce this? Why do you announce a DLC pack before a game is out? And it's like. It's it, it wasn't like an evil thing. It's just that like we need people to know that the game will be supported as it keeps going, and that like there are definitely things that keep happening. So it's not like it like give us all your money up front. Um, yeah, but that's like it, it's just like we have these these year long plans to keep supporting everything. And yes, it would be nice to get that money in advance. Sure, let's hope people are playing it in mm-hmm. here. Yeah, like evolve. evolve. If you bought the season pass, I'm sorry because uh, <laughs> you probably don't even know what the DLC is because mm-hmm. you stopped playing it. Like everyone, mm-hmm. no, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think Battlefront. I think Battlefront's going to be a fun little like Star Wars ride. Yes, that's really all I I require of it. I don't think it's going to be much more than that. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get a, a real multiplayer experience out of it in the way I have with like Destiny or not Titan like an Fall. obsession yeah. where it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to be playing this for months. Yeah, yeah. So Half Life Three What's no. going on with that? Uh, that was funny. It was something SteamDB noticed in Dota 2's files mm-hmm. that there was a text document called hl3.txt. And I so I went immediately and downloaded Dota 2 to just to verify that the file was there. It was there. And then you find out, oh, it's there to spur sales of Dota 2. It's a free-to-play game. Wow, I never thought of it like that. It's a free-to-play game, so anyone can install it. It was there. And I looked through it, and it's basically like, it looks like the sort of uh, in- instructions for a tooltip kind of system, and mm-hmm. maybe some kind of a, maybe like a hammer editor style thing. That? Well, it's got shit about combine turrets. It's got shit about. So there like, are there are little nuggets in there. Oh yeah, it's got shit about uh, quests and NBC behaviors and enemy behaviors. And all kinds of stuff that doesn't belong in Dota 2, but certainly belongs in a Half-Life game. Mm-hmm. So, weird, right? And it it, sound, it looks like it's a document describing, like, tooltip information for uh, some kind of editor. Uh, but Valve is not careless enough to accidentally put that no. in there. But it's no. also not blunt enough to think that that's a funny marketing thing. Yeah, Valve wouldn't announce a game like that. That's stupid. Well, That's I what think, they want you to have they not... What the fuck is it? Like, I emailed them, and naturally, Doug didn't respond. Uh, you know. <laughs> I Well, I, I've gotten so used to this, I do kind of like it, and I don't expect a new Half-Life to result from it. No. Uh, and I'll, I'll just say this right now. When Half-Life 3 comes out, 
you will know 100% that Valve is desperate. This is a, this <laughs> no. is a, this is a joke. This is a joke that they have in every game, and and I think pe- even people who really want a half by three, which I don't personally care about that yeah. much, um, like I think they get they like the joke too. Well, I mean, I get it. I, I finally did finish Half-Life 3, uh, or Half-Life 2, oh, Half-Life 2 a oh couple of years ago, and <gasps> oh it's God. DLC when I was six with Salmonella, and it's like, okay, yeah, I get it now, I get why people love this so much, and it ends on a huge fucking cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see why people are very eager for Half-Life 3 to come out, and it's been like, what, ten years? At, At least. <laughs> Not since the last expansion, it's been like, uh... It's been about ten years. Seven years. Yeah. yeah, well, like, for a while it was like the joke was Half-Life 3, or Half-Life 2 Episode 3 as never happening. Out, yeah, and now it's just like, well, they're clearly not doing that. It must be Half-Life. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, I'm conflicted. Like, I, uh... See, that's something Season Passes would have helped back in the day, because <laughs> yeah. then they would have been held to making a third uh, episode. You corporate shill. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I'm saying, there is, there is a bright side to the dark side. Um, I don't know. Like, I... I how could I ignore a, a file named hl3.txt? Like, I had to report on it, because, like, mm-hmm. there it is. It's got yes. shit about combine turrets. You weren't the only one. Um, that was one of the first, though. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty cool like that. Yeah. But at the same time, so. like, when the, when the cake is a lie was getting old, as, like, mm-hmm. an internet joke, Half-Life 3 confirmed was already old. So <laughs> it's like... Oh, yes. Like, we've been tired of this for a long time already, and... I honestly don't even know if I would be happy if Half-Life 3 was announced. Like, wh- what can it do at this point to excite me? It's, this, it's like Duke Nukem Syndrome, where it's like, oh, okay, here it is, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of covering silly, goofy Half-Life rumors. But at the same time, I don't want to be the grumpy guy who shits on everyone's fun, when, when it's like, yeah, but we like looking for clues, and... Uh, I don't know. It's It's... I couldn't not report on this document because it was so frickin' blatant. <laughs> of course. But at the same time, when they actually do announce Half-Life 3, like, are any of us going to be, like, impressed or super excited? Exactly. Like, what, It'll what? probably be a Vive, or a Vive launch title. Actually, they've said no. No? What? Um, weirdly, because <sighs> that almost confirms it, uh-huh. but someone asked, uh, oh, what's the name of the writer? Uh... Writer at Valve, uh, Falasek. Yeah, Chet Falasek. <clears throat> Someone asked him directly, like, will Half-Life 3 be a VR game? Uh, and he just said no. And then he so got... There, it'll be after VR is dead. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> he got, like, pushed on it, and then he said no. So, not really confirming Half-Life, but... Also, con- not, I mean, it could also it be, like, there is no Half-Life 3. Yeah, yeah. it could also so mean... So it won't be a VR game because it won't be. Yeah, no, because we're not making it. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't they make it? Like, it's not like... It's not like they left episode two on bad terms mm-hmm. and didn't want to. They just didn't yeah. make it, and no one knows why. Like, Is anyone really interested in the adventures of a mute scientist with a crowbar <laughs> anymore? But that, I guess that's what has uh, catalyzed all the imagination around it, is that there was mm-hmm. no reason for them to stop. They said they were going to make episode was, three, and no one... Yeah. I they think it was just that they were disinterested. I guess, like, but they didn't put out episode two and go... We don't like Half-Life anymore. They just stopped talking it, about it. It got to me when I was we were playing it. Lego it Portal, weird. and it, like it's very clearly Lego Portal Two. Uh, oh. So it's not. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with Portal. It's all Portal Two. And then I'm like, yeah, Valve can't talk to two Team Fortress Two, Dota Two, 
Left 4 Dead 2, Half Life 2, and I think it's just because yeah, they don't have a general interest in like no, I doing believe... something like just making a sequel to sell you. They'd rather think of something crazy and innovative you've never seen before. They have to really make games to make money anymore. Yeah, and they don't have to yeah. make games I'd to make money that, anymore. I'd believe that they got bored with it because yeah. like cause what I understand about their company structure is that they just kind of like hey, mm-hmm. you know, move to the team that's working on the interesting thing you want to yeah. work on, and like we don't we have a flat structure, so maybe it was just like. People who were there for Half Life Two yeah. left. I mean, no, I, I know they, I Dishonored they, is done by the art director of Half Life Two. Davy has vaguely hinted that like they were working on three and just said, eh. yeah, yeah, like maybe I don't care. Like this wasn't. We don't want to release this. Like, I think they'll make it, but I think they'll make it and they'll, they'll be desperate for something because they would have done it already. If, if it was a money thing, they would have like they would have done it already. They don't need the money, so they're not doing it. Maybe once you see it, they'll need the money. Mm. All right, let's move on to the community segment. Last week's question of the week, as you may remember, was have you ever injured yourself while playing a video game? Did you want to tell us about an injury oh, you had? Yeah. I definitely, like, busted my knuckles up just, like... Masturbating Laura Croft. I knew it! I knew it! How would he bust his knuckles up? Because well, he's doing it the wrong way. You don't, know, you don't know how I masturbate. Exactly. Uh, no, like just punching like... Punching yourself in the dick. Yeah, it's like he's kneading dough. Just, I mean, like, your basic gaming injury where it's like... You play something too long and your thumb mm-hmm. is fucked up for a day. Or uh, Actually, like I played Rocket League for like five hours straight Jesus. Like, a couple weekends ago. And I had my elbows resting yeah. on, on just like the armrests of my chair. And the next day I had these bruises <laughs> and just this pain in my elbows from playing it. And my, oh my thumbs God. and my wrists. And I was like, Jesus, I need to learn to take breaks. But as a kid, more so, it was like, I'm super mad at Metroid and... I, you know, I'll punch something because mm-hmm. I'm a baby who can't express. My dad my... took my Warcraft away. And I'm gonna shove a remote up my yeah, ass. That... I love that kid. I love <laughs> oh, that, that kid. That was me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that kid. That was you this whole time. Yeah, yeah. It was little Tyler Wild. But uh, no, I've never seriously injured myself. Yeah. All right. Well, Triskitable was the first to respond on the forum, so they get read first. Dance Dance Revolution on PS2. For some reason, we had a little outcropping at roughly knee height, if you're tall like me, at our old house, and while playing on a slippery mat while wearing socks, I lost my footing on a two-arrow move <laughs> and slipped to that the left, sucks so much. I... smacking my shoulder oh, and head on this outcropping. Oh, Worse God. yet, I'd had a nasty spill on my bike the day prior, scraping my shoulder. I landed on the scab-covered gash and split it open again. Oh. Ah! This time, though, Scab-covered I, I had a, uh, that's a terrible sexual reference. <laughs> this time, though, I had a nasty bruise on the side of my head to compliment it. Oh, uh, my God. I mean, Bruce, do we know Bruce. who here has played DDR extensively? Uh, not extensively. I played it. But you know, the, like, know a two-arrow move is yeah. both the most exhilarating move, but leaves you the most vulnerable as a human being. Yes. And I, lo- I love the way he describes that. Is that where that YouTube video of the guy, uh, the, the fat kid falling off? No, because well, he was he was good. But it was more that like a, a two-foot moves means you have to jump in the air and land in uh, one spot. Rather than like I have, I'm anchoring myself with one foot and moving my foot to another. No, you have to jump and turn around. And if you slip, mm. god damn it. It just makes me laugh so much. You're, a two-foot move in, he, in DDR. He, he talked about having a... a bicycle accident before mm-hmm. that do you guys remember when our our colleague scott butterworth had a had a bad yeah. bike accident and he he walked into work looking like it was looking like someone just threw like uh horror makeup on side of his of face bicycle accidents if i can plug bonus time this oh, week yeah. uh i talk about this weekend 
a few days ago, saw my first dead body in San Francisco. Jesus, what happened? Uh, you got to post. I'll tell you. Ah, don't have five dollars. You got to, yeah, Fine. give me five bucks, Michael. I'll tell you. <laughs> give me five bucks, I'll tell you. I've given you, you 134 you. podcasts. Isn't that enough? I know. I'm sorry. I just I can't Look. let down the people who get it exclusively. <laughs> yeah. And stand by me, uh, the Chris Antista yeah. story. I just can't believe I've never seen a dead body. And I'm like, holy shit, a dead body. And I look over. Oh, my girlfriend's crying. <laughs> this is really that situation. Mm. Oh, wow. Chris, I think you'd be good to read the next comment. Yeah. You're the musician. Ooh, little dude. I'm the music. Little dude Zeus says, uh, "I got Mario." Eh, you gotta sing this part. Wait, really? Summer I got Mario. Par- Wait, I got Mario Party. Bought it at the five and done. Played it till my palms bled. It was the summer of '99. Um, the first time my friends and I played Mario Party 1, our palms started to bleed from the rotate the control stick as much as you can minigames. All four of us were screaming at each other, refusing to admit defeat as the cheap plastic control stick dug in further. Good times. Carvington Von Twillingsworth III says, A couple of years ago, I worked in a horribly oppressive office environment that I hated. One of the ways that I coped besides listening to Laser Time was to go to the restroom and sneak a quick Tetris game in one of the stalls. One day, I was doing spectacularly well at Tetris, and my feet went to sleep while I was sitting in the stall, pretending to break. Pretending the break was for biological reasons rather than reasons of sanity. When I stood up, I couldn't stand on my numb feet and fell and hit my head on the latch to the stall. I apparently got a scratch on my head and didn't know it. It started bleeding, and my coworker acted as if I had some sort of massive gaping headroom. I think he means head wound, causing me to leave, causing me to have to report my injury to HR. <laughs> At a gaping headroom, yeah. a gaping max headroom. Yeah, that that show. Uh, I thought he was going to be masturbating in this stall. That'd be more normal. Uh, Corey Noob says, playing Blitz 2000 on the N64 with a friend got very heated. It started with verbal abuse, then turned to punching, then ended up with me getting shoved down a flight of stairs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I ended up with a cut on my head, no broken bones, and a story to tell whenever people talk about the dangers of games. Mm. Uh, Nuclear Astro Jesus says, uh, the weekend we got Street Fighter 2 for SNES. Uh, yeah, I said SNES. I tried and tried and tried to beat Bison on max difficulty so I could see the real ending with credits and special thank you screen. I turned, uh, I turtled so hard with di- with Guile that my D-pad thumb callus was painful and carved up. Ouch. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Ooh, Curious Quail. This, uh, I used to play StarCraft II pretty competitively, and by pretty, I mean before the game's regions were unblocked. Uh... <laughs> Or unlocked. I, I I bought a second copy of the game from Hong Kong to be able to better uh, to be able to play on the Korean server and better practice. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I I clickety clicked my way through several tournaments and online qualifiers right into carpal tunnel tendonitis and eventually a gnarly as fuck wrist cyst. Oh well, man, I got, I got that right now. Like I got from playing Boom Blocks. Holy um, shit! It didn't help that my day job at, at the time consisted of tracking guitar and audio engineering as a computer with a mouse. Take care of yourself, kids. God damn. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Captain Sandwich says, Maybe six or seven years ago, I used to work at GameStop and randomly picked up a copy of the newly, re- newly released Arcana Heart for PS2, thinking it would be a laughable Moe fighter joke for perverts. 
I really ended up enjoying the unique homing system, which allows for limited flight to follow up combos from anywhere on screen. Add to that the ability to stock all the way up to nine super bars and arenas three screens wide by three high, and it totally grabbed me in a way I hadn't felt from a 2D fighter since first playing Guilty Gear X on the Dreamcast. I ended up playing it for six hours straight and with such intensity that I needed an ice pack for my forearm. What stopped me was a fiery pain shooting up the fingers of my right hand all the way to my elbow with every single button press. Of course, my co-workers the next day gave me shit for having messed up my forearm while playing a game prominently featuring anime high school girls. What a bunch of assholes, right? Because you should re- read uh, Silent I Rules. I shall. Silent Rules says, yes, I got uh, RSI, repetitive strain injury from Ooh. Skyward Sword. I played it for about 70 hours and it still aches now. I love the game apart from the awful controls. It really uh, could have used a gamepad function, and I played Fallout Shelter so much that it caused me <laughs> caused it to flare up. Doesn't help that I'm right-handed. Uh, a man riding a woman riding a motorbike said, My brother got angry at me for playing Final Fantasy VII on his PlayStation without asking, so he punched me in the face so hard he broke his own hand. Fuck. Mm, Somebody broke there. their fist against your face? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! I saw my roommate do that once, or to a trailer, and we <laughs> took him to we took him to a hospital. Uh, I'm gonna read Sotengas just because he has a screenshot here from yeah. uh, Bible Quest or whatever the fuck that game is called that I vociferously a recommended tree. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. No, no, no! It's like a PC game that I said like, this is actually not bad. But it's that he's a false Christ picture with like the guy in the glasses turns into a wolf anyway. Uh, I recall trying in vain to defeat Rugal from King of the Fighters 2002. <laughs> he pissed me off so badly that I slammed my head several times into the Holy on the shit. ground out of sheer anger. Very stupid of me, but I can't think of anything else that's driven me to injury. Though my poor bank account is still reeling from Arkham Knight on PC. <laughs> yeah. You can get a refund right now. No, oh, wait, no, not if you bought it back then. Mm. <laughs> a new form user, uh, XWolf, said, I was in the 7th uh, or 8th grade playing Final... Oof, sorry for my burps. I was in the 7th or 8th grade playing Final Fantasy VII uh, with my friend who lived next door. We got stuck on the Demon's Gate in Watai and uh, hadn't leveled up enough to beat him. At least that's my excuse for getting my ass kicked for hours on end and not being able to kill that asshole. During one of my turns, playing my neighbor... Uh, playing my neighbor was uh, tracing some of the art from the old FF7 strategy guide and I had fin- uh, I had finally had enough. I threw the controller down which ended up breaking. My buddy was pissed I broke his controller and I threw his and he threw his pencil at me. It hit me just above my eye and embedded part of my skin. <laughs> part way oh, under no. my skin. Fuck. Who was your friend? William Tell? Huh? <laughs> 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 oh uh, Type 40 Comic says, I was playing Persona 4 Golden on my Vita while riding the train home. I got so invested that I missed my stop and got off in, quote, the bad neighborhood. I ended up getting mugged and punched in the stomach. So yeah, Persona 4 got me mugged. <laughs> Man. Uh, Worth Nintendo said, last year I injured the tendons in my wrist. I think a big part of it was, uh, a big part of it is years of using a mouse in gaming, plus uh, that I sleep on my wrist at night. The game that broke the camel's back was Trauma Center Under the Knife for the DS. My wrist was fine before uh, that, however, after a mammoth two-hour session of furiously scribbling and trying to distort the final boss cancer <laughs> thing, I felt it swaying in my wrist. Ever since, I've not been able to properly bend my wrist and have to wear a brace to sleep at night. I think 
find it ironic that the game that uh, the game about healing people is the one that screwed up my wrist Aww. forever. <laughs> Trauma Center. That was short lived, right? Yeah. Yeah, it had like six games across DS and Wii. <laughs> and Charles A said, "I did a face plant into a fire hydrant Oof. after tripping over a pothole playing Minesweeper on iPhone." But at least he <laughs> saved all of those uh, people from fictional mines. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we, oh, sorry, one more winner to uh, finger cramp during the asinine yet awesome microwave hallway sequence at the end of Metal Gear 4. Yes. Uh, it must have been a rate of 400 presses per inch of movement down the hallways. Sort of ruined the scene a little bit, but uh, somehow I made, made it even more memorable. Yeah, that it sticks just, in your mind. You're suffering along with Solid Snake. It's just breaking yeah. the fourth wall. is like, I'm going to give you permanent damage. Mm-hmm. Your damage is the f- breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I'm sure that's what Kojima intended. Uh, one more, the poofness. Says, hurt myself gaming. It probably happened to a few more people, but I was cut from my N64 controller. Remember the joystick? Did it ever break on you? Yep, mine did. I can't recall what I was playing. I want to say Smash Bros, since that was my biggest joystick used game. I remember the top slash tip of the joystick snapping off, and then my thumb pressed down and slid to the right. The metal that was sticking out of the joystick punctured my thumb. Ah. Then the movement to the right ripped open my thumb. Jesus. Now, it wasn't like my whole thumb was gone, but more of a very deep but small hole. No stitches needed, but it bled for a really long time. Since the controllers were pricey, I was not able to get a new one for a few months. I could not stop playing games, so we put electrical tape on it to keep from cutting ourselves while we played. Holy shit. How did you even touch your thumb to it after that? I once, uh, when I first moved into my own apartment, I uh, I decided to take up wood cutting, <laughs> like wood carving, and uh, so I had these like uh, really sharp curved knives, and I I dug one right into my thumb. Oh, and uh, I'm I'm not good with blood or hospitals or anything of that kind, <laughs> so I actually I passed out in my own bathroom, like covered with toilet paper, trying to soak up the blood. <laughs> Woke up and walked uh, down to Walgreens with like toilet paper all over my hand, <laughs> soaked with blood, and Jesus. like like a mummy on his period. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> buying <laughs> buying band aids and antiseptic. Like, uh, and the cashier just looked at me like, "It's uh, it's twelve thirty a.m. and you're walking in here bloodied, <laughs> buying band aids." Uh, mm-hmm. There was some sympathy. I'm gonna assume you're up to no good. Call the cops no, on there, your ass. There, there was sympathy and. Uh, and I, I was probably white as a as a ghost. Uh, not that I always am not white as a ghost. Mm. But more so than usual. Yeah. All right, new question of the week. What point most sticks out in your mind as the moment when a scary game suddenly became not scary? Mm. I think for me, playing Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. there is a point toward the end when you're trying you're waiting for this train that you have to board to get out before uh, the nuke detonates and destroys the whole city. And there are naked zombies walking around. And by this point, I was no longer scared of the zombies at all. And I just remember the naked ones is like, you're so vulnerable, and I have a grenade launcher. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a very one-sided fight. (laughs) And by this point, you are just cannon fodder. So what was the question again? Uh, at what point do you most remember a scary game suddenly Ugh. becoming not scary? Um, pretty much every Resident Evil when you pick up a rocket launcher. Well, yeah. That would be every boss, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Every tyrant. Ever. Even though I was, like, well-armed, 
I was really scared of Doom when I was a kid. Like, the noises were scary. Yeah. And and I'm kind of like, once you've kind of cleared out some of the level, but you can still kind of hear, like, ah, there are more things somewhere and I need to find them. What the new Doom? Uh, It's coming. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, that, I don't know, that game was really scary to me, but that was back when, like, we had one computer and it was in the kitchen. And so, uh,. Probably my dad telling me it's dinner time is the moment it became not scary because he made spaghetti, and spaghetti's not scary. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, true. But I don't know when... Uh, I can't think of a specific I mean, moment. Was there like a monster that you came across that's like, that arch vial is stupid as hell? Oh, no, I think with like Doom, it was just like once you'd seen the same monster a few times, mm-hmm. it wasn't scary to me anymore. The what were they called the uh, Kueko demons, like the big yeah red the Kako demons yeah Kako yeah. demons yeah you know once once you've kind of like shot shot them some number of times I wasn't scared anymore but mm-hmm. but that was like horror games were like the idea of a horror game was even pretty new I also remember being pretty scared of the seventh guest oh uh, yeah like because my mom played it with me because like I couldn't really handle the puzzles but uh, but I would like sit behind her just like being scared so the yeah that want a balloon sunny no there's a red like balloon there's <laughs> like that horrible bathroom you walk into and there's just like a skeleton in a bathtub of blood and like <laughs> oh, that no. was super scary to me as a kid yeah but having my mom there I guess was the thing that made it all scary moms aren't they great <laughs> moms right yeah um I'm gonna say uh in dead space. When you get to the point where you can play zero G basketball, oh yeah! <laughs> so like you spend the first couple of hours fighting these weird creatures that can only die by losing their limbs, and they're all disgusting, and they all jump out of vents and scare you. And then you're introduced to this mini game where you can you jump around in zero gravity and throw a ball around. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's a game. Okay. So what's the moment that tipped the scales for you? You're playing a horror game, and all of a sudden you just hit a point where it's not scary anymore. What's the most memorable one you've experienced? Let us know. Go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. Start the thread with the question. First person to answer gets read first on next week's show, or you can answer under the comments for Vigigame Apocalypse episode 134 at vigigameapocalypse.com. So that's been our show. We're gonna re- we're gonna go out with a quick round of plugs, Chris. I know you're chomping uh, I'd at like the bit. To pub, uh, plug the B52s uh-huh. um, for making a great song yeah. to yeah, make absolutely. a terrible parody too. And uh, uh, this week's Laser Time, um, which the two podcasts I did earlier in the week make me look like the worst human being imaginable. I, and, had, uh, I forgot how cats. bad that. Uh... I mean, you're you're in this too, buddy. That's this is this <laughs> yeah. partially... it's bad. It's, uh... I saw somebody tweet today, like, I wish I had a time machine so I yeah, could go I think... back in time and keep Chris and Michael away from all cats. Yeah, people are genuinely mad at us, but our oh. our, our, our podcast was about evil kids, yeah. half evil kids in pop culture, half the worst thing you did as children. Oh my uh-huh. god, what, um, what did you do to a cat? You gotta listen. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you gotta listen. You um, son of a bitch. Uh, I did nothing. Nothing crazy. It just ended up killing. No, I, it, I hate you. I it hate ended you. up killing six cats. Anyway, <laughs> listen. Uh, listen See, to that. I don't think mine killed any cats, but they died anyway, and I felt. I felt. Uh, if uh, I'm talking Patreon.com/slash. But that lifelong guilt has made me very nice to all other cats. If I'm talking about Patreon.com/slash Laser Time. Um, 
I had a pretty awful reaction to a dead body in front of my girlfriend, mm. and that... <laughs> you peed on it? Did you laugh? That's a pretty awful reaction. No, Did you laugh? You laughed. It might be you? a little worse than that. Well, the time between um, the shows is that... You pointed at his dick? But we have... And laugh. This is a terrible way to segue into the Monster Squad commentary, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but it's up there now. And Charming children's movie. That, right. that movie is great. And then uh, Henry and I both worked on a feature, which was 15 uh, Things You Didn't Know About Aladdin, which I'm super proud of, and the Blu-ray... I describe as looking unreal. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies ever. I have not watched it in at least 10 years, let alone in 1080p. It looks gorgeous. We wrote, please check out the article because when we say 15 things you didn't know about Aladdin, we made sure to like, you don't know these things. Yeah. You don't know these things. All right. You liar. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Uh,. Cheap Popcast, uh, if you donate to the Patreon at the $10 level, we do a bi-weekly Cheap Popcast commentary. Oh, wait, one more thing. Um, we are going to settle the debate on which Aladdin oh, game is yeah. better. The Genesis or the... Um, in honor of the anniversary. Or the SNES or one. Release. Yeah. And yes, in honor of the Aladdin release on Thursday at 3 o'clock. Spoiler. You can find it on YouTube.com. We will find out. We uh, will find out. But uh, yeah, Chris, you were on our Cheap Podcast commentary. Mm-hmm. You actually watched a uh, mm-hmm. women's wrestling match. It wasn't boring. Yeah. How about that? That's the story I like. It to be? Uh, it's usually very boring because huh. wrestling is kind of a, a performance that ties up in story, and when you mm-hmm. force women off to a corner, don't interact with like uh, 40 other people who do things on television, like yeah. their story doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Uh, this story did matter. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm Tyler. You know me from PCGamer.com. That's all I really have to plug. Uh,. That you could follow me on Twitter at BroPair. I don't know. I don't have a good <laughs> joke. All right. Well, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, or you can follow me personally at Wikiparas. And as I have for the last several weeks, I encourage you to go to ubblog.com and look at the Assassin's Creed videos that have been posting weekly. By the time you hear this, the Assassin's Creed Four video should be up. And uh, with a little bit of luck, we'll post Rogue and Unity next week before Assassin's Creed Syndicate comes out. Very excited about all this. You don't sound sure. <laughs> I don't sound sure? No. What do you mean? With a little bit of luck. With a little and bit a of luck. sprinkle of pixie We're dust. kind of pushing up against a deadline. <laughs> I don't want to say any more. <laughs> but uh, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Michael, do you say Cthulhu or Cthulhu? I say Cthulhu. Whatever's more pretentious. That's what I, I choose. Think I think I read somewhere that like Lovecraft had intended it to be pronounced like Tulhu or like without the C. Like how J.K. Rowling or Dulu was like no, it was um, Voldemort. Yeah, no, Voldemort. I the L is silent. I just didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody until the uh, eight yeah. movies were done filming, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and we made a theme park. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's you're right. You're right. It Kululu. is Kululu or collusion. Uh, that's freaking <laughs> stupid. You can't you can't just write a word with a T and an H and then say no. Nah, that's an L sound. Kululu is a great NES game. That's well, supposed to be a weird <laughs> language. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna read it. Right. <laughs>
<laughs> I was imagining the little Lulu license made no. extreme for oh, see, I was cool thinking, Lulu. I was thinking yeah. Adventures of Lolo, but with like sunglasses. Uh, Lulu, on. like yeah, grinning with sunglasses and like a spiked leather jacket. Oh God, yes. I think your daddy's Olivia Lolo. Newton-John at the end of Greece. 